This is the opening kickoff on the country's first FM all sports radio station, 105.5 FM, WNSP, and on the Sound of Mobile app. The latest sports, news, traffic, weather, and timely guests with Mark Heim, Lee Shervanian, and Michael Brauner. The opening kickoff. kickoff. Here are Mark, Lee, and Michael. Hey, welcome in, 605. Hey. Another Thursday edition of the Dr. Christopher Monix High School Game Day. Mark, I'm Lee Shervanian with you for the next three hours. We're in Air Sports 1. We're on the campus of McGill-Tulin Catholic High School. We encourage you to join the conversation in our app at WNSP.com. And, of course, we'll have an opportunity for you to get qualified for the Alec Naiman Catering Party. We'll, uh, we'll get some Chick-fil-A to you. we got a lot going on, as always. Good morning, Mr. Shervanian. Mark, good morning to you and good morning to our listeners this morning. Uh, McGill-Tulin has won their last three football games. Right now they're in a fourth place in the uh, 6A Region 1, and they got a region game tonight on the road against Baldwin County. Uh, I don't usually get a chance to congratulate uh, school this early in the morning, but I do want to thank Troy University. I don't know if they knew we were coming out to McGill today, but yesterday they sent out a release that November 2nd, South Alabama versus Troy is Carlton Marshall Day. And he's, of course, as you know, McGill Tulin, led the NCAA in sacks. And to commemorate, there's a lot of things going on, and Carlton will be a guest of ours. We have them scheduled for around 830. Uh, they're going to give out 578 commemorative posters because that's how many tackles he had in his illustrious career so we thank troy for getting that out before we came out here I that was to, a very nice gesture I on their part laugh, well it is it's incredibly nice but it's also uh they continue to be uh fairly uh, passive aggressive when it comes to south alabama uh we've had coaches on uh a couple times and they've always made it a point to let them uh, let the people of mobile know they offered carlton marshall and that they were the only one to offer carlton carlton marshall so it's not a huge surprise that they picked the south alabama game uh to to acknowledge the fact that carlton marshall is something that we already know which is a complete and total stud yeah the word offer though they didn't offer him a scholarship they just gave him a chance to walk on he eventually did get a scholarship my favorite story has to be Utah. You don't hear much about them outside of the football field. They're a good football team, although they lost last week to Oregon State. But how would you like to be recruited by Utah and be shown around? And, oh, by the way, if you decide to come, you get a free Dodge Ram truck valued at $61,000. According to reports, and the collective, it's called Crimson Collectives out there uh, in conjunction with Ken Garth Automotive. Every scholarship player, assuming there's 85, gets a free truck while he's on campus. Free, I mean, they're leasing it, but it's free. If they lose their scholarship, they give up the truck. Yeah, if they transfer or their eligibility's up, they, they, they give up the truck, which is against everything NIL is supposed yep. to be about. But here's my biggest question. So... How do you find your truck after a practice? If everybody's got the truck in the truck in the parking lot, the players' parking lot is full of the same trucks. Granted, they're all going to be different colors. How do you find your truck? There are going to be 85 trucks. You have your little key there. All it's got to light it up. are going to be going it off better. at the same time. It better. It's, it's, it's roughly a $6 million deal. Every scholarship player 
the lease will automatically renew every six months. Uh, it's crazy. Now, it's not it's not a terrible deal. I was reading because the dealership has the option then to sell that truck on its lot as a previously owned vehicle once that NIL deal is up, or I guess they can recirculate it to the to to the next guy up. But it's absolutely insane. It is. It's a great story, though. I mean, when you think about it, because usually when you hear about collectors, it's about Ohio State or Alabama or A&M or something. So let's just say a, a, a player, a scholarship player at Utah, wants to transfer and sticks his uh, name in the portal. By, by, by the way, a uh, new thing on the portal, uh, in December they've lowered the window from 45 to 30 days, but that's not relevant to what I'm about to say. So let's say somebody comes uh, and inquires about him, and he says, yeah, I'm interested, but I have a truck here at Utah. Can you match that? Or can you do better than that? Right. I'm leasing a truck, at least as far as my stay goes, at Utah. So it's. Uh, I, I wonder if other universities will get to pony up with automo de automobile dealers and, and come up with that. The other thing the NCAA did was now they're going to outlaw, I say outlaw, they're not going to allow photo shoots by recruits on campus. And apparently, if you read in this, you say, well, this is kind of stupid. I mean, what, so what? But apparently they're saying that coaches were against this and recruiting staff members. They really didn't like kids coming on campus, recruits, and doing these photo shoots. So I don't know what the penalty is, but uh, that's one of the latest things the NCAA is involved with. One of the issues with. with the coaches is it's a lot of work. It's a lot of work for very little payoff. And so they want to spend more time with the recruit, recruiting the kid, not setting up these, like, extravagant photo shoots and then they wind up bringing friends with them that are quote unquote recruits and you got to recruit them because you're trying to get to the, and it's just like this big ordeal yeah kids love them universities athletic departments absolutely loathe them so this is a a a very rare win for the university and the athletic departments. So last night while I'm watching baseball, and by the way, all four wild cards were sweeps, so there's no baseball, so that means I got the whole night for Chicago and Washington NFL football if my prime comes in, which it probably won't, but that's okay. Uh, but all four wild cards are sweeps. We'll get to that in the scoreboard. So my wife sits down and says, what's the latest on Travis Kelsey? I said, to be honest with you, Barbara, I have no idea. By the way, you know what she told me? That... Um, a, a couple of weeks ago, my granddaughter went to a, tri a Taylor Swift concert in Denver, and my daughter didn't take her. She went with friends. Combined with the ticket to the concert, and, of course, they were going to stay overnight, so I'm sure some of this was in the expenses, it blew me away, 1300 Dollars. That's a to drop go in see the bucket it. for the Shervanians. Uh, it, it, it's a big drop. You I mean, you have to really 13, dig deep. You wouldn't drop thirteen hundred to go see like Bruce Springsteen? No way. I wouldn't go. I wouldn't spend. Uh, let's see. What did I spend for? I don't even know. I was given a free ticket, so I don't even know what was spent on Bruce Springsteen. Really? No, no, no. I'll stay home and put it on my the iPad and listen to it. You <laughs> oh, don't even go there with the four tops. The Temptations. Don't go with the four tops. They stood me up at a concert. Don't oh, even go oh, there. Right. What about Frankie Valley? What if What if Frankie Valley was coming to town? Would you wouldn't drop thirteen hundred for 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 a concert and hotel. They could come to my he could come to my house and I wouldn't spend yeah. that kind of money. Right. No, thirteen hundred. Right. Anyway, let's get back. So, the NFL has come out with a release now that uh, because they've been accused of overblowing this thing. Travis Kelsey went on his 
his podcast with his brother and basically said, yeah, I think it's being overdone a little bit. And the NFL came out and said, look, it's all part of pop culture. We don't think we're overemphasizing it, even though they showed her 17 times in the Sunday night game and even though they had about 27 uh, million viewers, which may or may not have been more than they normally would get for a Chiefs-Jets game. But the league actually sent out a release saying that there's nothing wrong with what they're doing because of the incredible amount of positivity around this. I tend to agree with the NFL. I mean, I'm not, I, I don't really care how many times, but how many times have we said, how many times has the NFL camera panned to somebody in the stands that you're like, enough already? Clearly the numbers are up. Merchandise is flying off the rack in Kansas City. Kelsey's popularity has skyrocketed, so they've hit a demographic which they did not previously own. How high, how high would it's, you it's go for a concert? Uh, What's the highest you've ever spent? Uh, I don't know if I've ever spent money on a concert. Oh, you get them I've free? Been, you get freebies? Uh, I've been. To a, I've had the luxury of yes. Trying to think. I, I know we paid for Neil Diamond. We paid for the Eagles, but I don't ever remember it being maybe 175 a ticket or 100 or something like that. All right, but not 1300. We're not doing 1300. No, 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 no. no. All right. All right, so here's what we got going on today. We got uh, we're here at McGill Tulin. Uh, we are we are we are jam packed today with good stuff for you guys. So coming up at 6:30, we're going to talk to the McGill Tulin head football coach David Faulkner. A couple of his players will be along at 6:50. Paul Feinbaum at 7. The athletic director Bill Griffin of McGill will join us at 7:20. Eli Gold at 7:30. The Dirty Dozen coach Kate Wood at 7:50. Lee, we got you. The only person that wants to talk to Blake Stein, Lee Shervanian, will talk baseball at 8 o'clock. Nobody on this campus wants to talk to Stein. He's in discipline. You go see Stein, you're in trouble. Well, I, I'm not in trouble with him when we talk not baseball. Yet. All right, 820, uh, Philip Murphy will join us. And as you mentioned, at 830, Carlton Marshall, former McGill Tulin student. We're just getting started. Here comes your scoreboard traffic and weather. We are off and running on a Thursday edition of the Dr. Christopher Monix High School Game Day. Stay with us. This is Chris Samuels. You're listening to WNSD 105.5 Roll Tide. And God bless. Welcome back in to Dr. Christopher Monix High School day, Game Day from McGill Tulin Catholic High School is here. That's right, Mark Heim, Alicia Vanian, we're in Air Sports 1, and it's now time for the naming it clip. That's right. It is time for you to get qualified. We play a person, place, or thing. You identify whatever's in the clip, and you call Michael at 694-1055, and the, uh, you'll be the latest to qualify. We will actually name the next winner, Lee, of the uh, next catering party a week from tomorrow, if I'm not mistaken, right? Nine. You are not mistaken, my friend. You All are right. right on. So we're going to take this one off the air because we got stuff to do, but let it rip, Mr. Bronner. What do we got? If you know what that is, <laughs> Mr. Bronner will be the judge of uh, whether or not your answer passes. 
Uh, give them a call, 694-1055. do want to thank our sponsors for High School Game Day here at McGill-Tulin this Thursday. Allstate Aging, Kenneth Morgan, the Green and Phillips Injury Law Firm, the Orthopedic Group, providing sideline coverage for athletes along the Gulf Coast. Our good friends at Greer's Marketing Cash Saver with the rooftop patio down there at St. Louis Street. They have catering drop-off or pick-up. And, hey, for uh, game day, eats and drinks for game day at Greer's Marketing Cash Saver. Plus, Ward International Trucks, LNS Air Conditioning, Rich's Car Wash, and I want to welcome in Karen and the Huntington Learning Center for joining us for this uh, remote at McGill Tulin. All right, we're going to talk to the uh, McGill Tulin football coach coming up here in about uh, six or seven minutes. If you guys want to jump in, you certainly can. The NIL deal at Utah is is just bonkers. It's bananas. Um, but I get it, and until they until they do something about the rules, this will continue to happen. It is everything that NIL is not supposed to be. So how come Nick Saban with his car dealerships hasn't uh, jumped on this? You know, that's actually funny you mentioned that because that was the first thing that came to my mind is if only a coach in this state had a dealership that, that could do something similar. he's got a similar. couple of them, too, and I yeah. think his son is, like, the general manager or is one of the top execs at one of them. Yeah, and, uh, and it's Mercedes. Oh, my gosh. Can you imagine? So, Come to Alabama and get a Mercedes. Yeah. Plus um, insurance. They give you insurance. I know. That was the other part. That, yep. that was crazy to me that they offer the insurance. And all they do is they basically it's a lease that they just renew, assuming that your scholarship renews. And as soon as uh, you're out of eligibility or transfer, the, the deal becomes null and void, which, again, is against what the whole idea is, right? You, the NIL, and this has always been the problem. NIL is supposed to be on your name, image, and likeness. Right. It should have nothing to do with where you're playing or where and that's exactly what it's become. It's so screwed so, up. Um, it's so funny, though. And you brought up a good point. Like, and You can imagine the parking lot of, what, the 85, if they're all, all the scholarship players have trucks, 85 trucks, and you're trying to find yours after practice. Seriously. I mean, everybody, I mean, everybody's got, I mean, I, I'm assuming they're going to give you an do they even give them an option you, of what color or what the upholstery is, or you just you just get what you get? You don't care a bit. When's the last time he went to a car dealership and saw 85 trucks on the lot? Well, the the, the story said they were they were making them in a, like a Detroit plant, and they were they were um, trucking them over like 10 or 12 at a time or something. So it's it's like this huge process. It's like this six million dollar. Like effort All right, to get quarterbacks, you go first. Running backs, you're second. You get the second choice. Yeah, it's nuts. Do they get their choice of color? Or, uh, or let's say some of the things inside of it. What do you guys want inside your truck? You want a I'm, I'm TV sure, set? I, I got to believe they're coming standard. They can't. They can't. Uh, yeah. I'm, 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 they're not going to get a menu and say, here, check what you want. I don't think. Uh, congratulations uh, to Jared. He got the uh, the Naaman Eclipse. So he's the latest to be qualified for the Alec Naaman Catering Party. Um, of up to 15 or 13, me and Lee. Well, it was the uh, the um, the Dolby digital kind of entrance to a movie. The I was THX. looking for THX specifically. A couple people guessed, like, the movie intro thing, and I said no, and then Ooh, I thought tough. no one was going to get it, and then Jer Jared got THX exactly. That's what I was but, looking for. Well, hey, Michael, I'm glad you're on because I, I need to get your thoughts on um, – you got someone sent you a message through the media yesterday. You and a bunch of your friends, uh, Evan <laughs> Neal. Uh, oh with, boy! So um, apparently, those that are critical of Evan Neal, he feels flip hot dogs and hamburger somewhere. So I just want to know when lunch was ready today. <laughs> yeah, I'll be flipping burgers. Uh, you know, down at the station. Man, what a 
What a thing to say. You almost have to respect it from Evan Neal. He's like a top 10 draft pick is uniquely bad at his job and has the has the stones to say, all right, anyone who criticizes me, they just they flip burgers for a living. Like what a, what a thing to say. What, I, I can't I couldn't. He, he issued like a half hearted apology last night, by the way, which honestly made it look even worse than it is. I don't know. If I if I were the Giants owner, I would have cut him already. He's he's not a good player, and he went out of his way to disrespect the fans, who by the way pay his salary. I just I don't know. <laughs> terrible look from Evan Neal. Disappointing so wait, from the wait, Alabama wait. guy. You're accusing him of being disrespectful to the fans that disrespected him. He doesn't deserve any respect. He's a top 10 pick and he's uniquely terrible at his job. If the fans were as bad at their job as he were at blocking, they'd get fired. So why why should he get why should he be absolved of criticism? Well, just because he should be fired doesn't mean that he's dis being disrespectful for countering your disrespect. Ah, you, you're putting me in a real mental pretzel here. But seriously, like, if he, <laughs> <laughs> he shouldn't be absolved of criticism and say, like, uh, like because he plays in the NFL, you know, he shouldn't be able to be booed. If, if the Giants are as bad as they are and fans pay as much money as they do, they deserve to get booed. The stadium is full every week. It's one of the most loyal fan bases in sports. The, they deserve to get booed. Evan Neal deserves to get booed for his performance. He's How one of the worst sacks? linemen in the league. How many sacks was he responsible for with the uh, 11 sacks allowed on Monday night? I don't have the exact number out of the 11 off the top of my head, but PFF-wise, he's one of the worst graded tackles in the league right now. He's like one of the biggest – right now, it's still early. It's only year two in his career. He's like one of the biggest draft busts in NFL history. It is really that bad for Evan Neal right now. <laughs> uh, when, when so, Alabama like, for him to say is, that, it's it's unreal. <laughs> So we've gone from hamburgers to pretzels. Yeah. So what time's lunch ready, by the way, uh, Michael? I'll, 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 have, have the, I'll have burgers and dogs later. All right. Well, I, I have the utmost respect for anybody that flips hamburgers and hot dogs because I love hamburgers and hot dogs. I didn't Evan flip Neal them, but I worked apparently. in a stand once. Yeah. I didn't flip them, though. All right. So when we come back, uh, we're here at McGill Tulin. I'm, I'm reading the comments from you guys. Uh, as always, entertaining in the app at WNSP.com. We're here at McGill Tool and Catholic High School. We come back, we'll talk to the football coach here as uh, the Yellow Jackets prepare for their Thursday night game at Baldwin County. It's the Dr. Chris Ramonix High School game day right here on the sports station, WNSP and WNSP.com. Don't go anywhere. Welcome back into the Dr. Christopher Monax High School Game Day. Mark and Lee and Air Sports 1 at McGill Tool and Catholic High School. Got a number of people to thank for making this possible. Of course, David Morris over at QB Country. Uh, obviously a huge supporter of uh, high school athletics. We appreciate everything he does. Mobile County Sheriff's Department. Ward International Trucks. Coastal Alabama Community College. We want to thank Renee Barre over at Shipyard Supply. Uh, Pepper Huff over at CNH Construction. And... 
Tim Adams over at Khalifi, Betzel, and Adams. want to thank you guys for uh, making our trip out here to McGill possible and a reminder to support the people that support your kids. You just heard the uh, final out, Minnesota going to the uh, division series for the first time since 2 That was Michael Kay on the TV broadcast. And the contrast uh, in watching uh, Tampa at home, it was like watching a game in a tomb. There was no noise, but Minnesota fans were rapid yesterday. And I'm sure the McGill fans have been kind of rapid lately. They've won three games in a row. David Faulkner in his first year as head coach, he joins us right now. David, good morning. How are you today? Uh, doing well, Lee. Thank you all for having me on. Well, you got all off to a slow start, but you've picked it up lately with the three wins. Talk about the transition coming in, what you had to deal with, and now you got it going well. Well, I, I think anytime you come in as a new coach, uh, there's obviously that transition phase from uh, the way they've been doing things to the way that you want to do things, and sometimes those things don't overlap, and sometimes they do. So, uh, But since February when I've got here, we've tried to uh, you know, move our team forward in terms of the way that we would like to do things, the way we like to operate on a daily basis, and uh, that's the process, and we're still in that process. Uh, we definitely are not um, where we want to be in terms of our, our football program, but we're, we're moving in that direction, and I think the kids have done a, a great job in that transition and are really excited about how some of them have developed and improved so far. David, I... I like to read coaches' biographies. I recently finished Jimmy Johnson. I'm on Steve Spurrier now. Perhaps you've done the same. And, and they talk about when they take over a program, how they, well, of course, it's changing the culture, number one, because usually when they take over, the program hasn't been doing so well. And the other thing is they'll point to certain people to hopefully join them in leadership roles and, and, and to kind of, you know, get, get that message across to the rest of the team. Is that something that you fall back on? Uh, no doubt. I, I think that uh, it's kind of twofold uh, in your coaches that you select to be on your staff. Uh, you definitely want to uh, uh, add men that that are kind of run parallel to your thoughts and your belief in terms of how to run a program. And then obviously you have to, your kids, your kids have to get on board with that. And you'll, you'll talk to two young men uh, this morning that have, have really been a uh, an asset for us and done a great job as, as great teammates but also leading that transition from uh, you know into our into our program now and, and where we want to go. I don't think you can uh, look at tonight's game and, and underemphasize how important this game is right now I think you're in fourth place in the uh, conference or the region and you got the some of the tougher teams coming up down the road so I'm sure you don't even have to use much motivation to remind your team that you need this game tonight uh, no doubt every game we play from here on out uh, is just crucial to allow playoff efforts and and the same thing about that whoever we're playing whatever whoever our opponent is tonight is Baldwin County they're they're in the same boat we, we all need to win these region games and we all need to play well to do that so it'll it'll be an interesting month and a half early in the season you guys were moving the ball with success you just couldn't kind of punch it in that seems to have been alleviated what what what's changed is have the guys just gotten a little bit more comfortable with what you guys were trying to do like what what was can you pinpoint maybe what the issue was there? Well, I mean, execution is always the ultimate issue. Well, we moved the ball well in the open field, and then once we got down in the in the red area, we you know we struggled with uh, finishing drives, and um, you know, and then I, I think we just continue to focus on execution and understanding uh, what we need to do to be successful in that area. We practice down in that area a lot. Uh, every Tuesday and Wednesday, we spend a lot of time in the red zone, and and I think just 
through practice and understanding of the offense. And then I think the guys probably pressing a little bit. I think they come out in those first couple ball games and they want to play well. They want to, you know, they, they want to win the games. And I think sometimes they they create some anxiety for themselves and they don't execute as well. I know uh, I know a lot of people talk about inexperience or youth, but when you talk about McGill Tulin's running backs, I, I mean that that that's as that's as young as you could probably get on the Class Six A level. But talk a little bit about some of your guys. I know. I know your quarterback is a junior, but your running backs are freshmen and sophomore. You got some seniors on that offense, but just give us a, a, a quick breakdown of some of the guys there that are, are key contributors at this point in the season. Uh, you know, I, I think offensively, you're you're right. We're we're young in some key spots in terms of the quarterback position. Uh, Andrew Murchison, who who continues to improve. I told uh, somebody the other day, I think he's probably one of the most improved players. Uh, since we got here in spring ball to now, and he continues to improve. He's he's got a high ceiling. Uh, you know, a lot of that about that position is just taking reps and playing, yeah, and, and and having some play recognition and defense recognition and some of that stuff. And he's done a great job with that. Yeah, we got uh we got two kids at, at running back that have uh, really, uh, you know taking the bull by the horns and really accepted their role as a as a tandem and done really well but you know neither one of them can drive to school they gotta be dropped off by mama every morning <laughs> you know and and so they've, they've done a great job and i think as they mature and grow as players they'll 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 continue to do a great job for us but we've, we've been fortunate we're we've got a veteran bunch in the offensive line uh, four of our five offensive linemen are seniors and then all four of our uh, starting wideouts or, or seniors, so we've we've uh, got some veteran leadership there, and that's really helped. Baldwin County, uh, Scott Ryle, he was on earlier this week, talked about his friendship with you. You've coached together, you've coached against one another. Does that make it easier to prepare for this team? Uh, it, it really doesn't. I mean, I think the preparation part of it is you just kind of go in and. Uh, you know, like old Dragnet, just just the facts. Yeah. You kind of go in, look at the team. Oh, you remember that show? Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm just old they enough. They made a movie about it. Too. <laughs> I'm just old <laughs> enough to remember watching that show uh, a little bit. But uh, you know, you just try to go in and, and and try to gather the information in terms of uh, the schemes that they're playing and, and their personnel. And so you really don't get into the. Uh, emotional aspect of that. David, you're uh, really the first coach I've had a chance to talk to since the story we ran yesterday. I know you're familiar with NIL from your college days at West Virginia. Georgia proved it yesterday. Florida's on the verge. Many feel it's coming to Alabama. I'd like to get some thoughts from you on NIL and the high school ranks if it happens here. Yeah, I think uh, we need to be careful. I think it's a slippery slope. Uh, obviously, we live in a capitalist society, and everybody has the right to to benefit off of whatever their abilities are, their skill level is based on that. But uh, I, I think you got to be really careful about what are the ultimate ramifications of NIL and where this is leading us to. And uh, you know, my fear is the, all our, all the surrounding states start doing this, and then we're, we're going to lose some really good football players from yeah. the state of Alabama. That are going to go and and try to cash in on this, and and my warning to the players would be, and the parents would be, be really careful about who's giving you money and what comes along with that. Uh, once people start paying you, they become your boss, and uh, and that could be very dangerous for high school kids, you know, in in terms of uh, what demands, what what are the, you know, what are the side right. side uh, ramifications of that, and, and what that may lead to, and. Um, and, and I get it. If 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 
a lot of these people, if, if, if you haven't had a lot of money or you're struggling for money and now you see an opportunity to, to improve your financial situation, it's very appealing. But uh, if, if, if those kids are really that good, it, that time will come where they'll make big money. And we talk about the issues in, in college locker rooms. You know, you're, you're dressing next to a guy that has a six-figure deal. That's an issue for college kids, not that high school kids are going to get six-figure deals, yeah. but if it's an issue for college kids trying to wrap their head around the guy, the fact that this guy's making more money than me and isn't half the player I am, imagine what it's going to be like in the high school ranks if someone's getting, I don't know, 5K in, you know, restaurant money or whatever, or the yeah. local dealership. I just, I, it's coming. I hate it. I don't think anybody wants to see it. I don't know how to stop it. Uh, yeah, I, I don't think you do stop it. I think it's uh, one of these deals where it's going to, it's off and running. I don't think there's any way to get the genie back in the bottle. And, uh, who, you know, you just hope that we figure out a way to have some common sense approach to it so that it doesn't, it doesn't run our game. When you were at West Virginia in your position, did you have to deal with NIL or was that off to another department? Uh, that, that was another department. I was not involved in, in any of those deals or discussions. I bet you're happy about that. I, I, I was. David Faulkner joining us, uh, McGill Tulin head football coach. Talk about that uh, two-way player, meaning player-musician, and how that works <laughs> during the game. Yeah, so Alex Martin, who plays for us, uh, he's, he's an offensive lineman. He, he's a young player for us who I think has got a – got an opportunity to really be a contributor for us in the coming years but he's also a, uh, a musician and he plays in the band so we've uh, we try not to force kids into picking one thing over the other we try to work and cooperate uh, uh, you know with them in, in order to give them the best high school experience they can have and uh, he He's on the field with us, and then at halftime he runs over and performs with the band, and then he kind of splits some time during the week preparing on both. That's my bad. I, I, I try every which way to get a word in. At this point, I just unplugged Lee's mic. So, David, with the two, <laughs> two players coming on, maybe a, a line or two about each one, uh, the two players are going to visit us in just a few minutes? Uh, we'll have uh, Trey Waters and Will Miles on. Uh, uh, Will plays tight end for us. He, we kind of move him around. He's not just truly an attached tight end. We'll play him in the slot and in the hip as well. Uh, just a really good football player. But I, I think one of the things that anybody that uh, that knows Will will say is he is a great teammate. He is really good for your locker room and good for your team. And, and, and plus he's a really good player, so that carries some weight with, with the kids. And uh, uh, he's also a Navy commit, got a chance to – uh, go to the Naval Academy, which uh, I think is just an, a fantastic opportunity uh, for him and what it, it could set up for him in the future. And uh, he, he just does so many good things for us in the run game, in the throw game, uh, leadership in the locker room. So we're, uh, we're excited about Will and glad we have him on our team. And then Trey Waters, uh, same thing. He's kind of a guy that is does whatever we ask him to do. He's played defensive end. He's played linebacker. He's bounced back and forth. Uh, another guy that's a really great teammate and, and understands um, what he needs to do to have a positive impact on the team. And uh, just both of these young men are, are just really good players, plus they're, they're, they're fantastic people. Coach, can't thank you enough for getting up early. No, it's a long day, and it being a Thursday and all, you actually have to get up early tomorrow, too. So uh, we appreciate you coming aboard. We look forward to uh, 
to talking to your players up coming up here next. Yep. Right, thank you for having me on. Absolutely. All right, it's the Dr. Christopher Mullinex High School Game Day. Take a listen as the McGill Tulin Band takes us out here from uh, Sports Radio 105.5 FM WNSP. Humphrey, and when I'm in Mobile, I'm listening to WNSP FM Sean, Noah, what's your guys' theme this year, and what do you got planned for halftime tonight? Uh, our theme this year is uh, Tango de Corazon, uh, so it's all Spanish music is what we're playing this year. So, yeah. Nice. Okay, that sounds good. Now, look, I know there's a couple players that play on the football team and also do band. How, how do they balance that? Um, I've worked out. We have a really great coach, and we've worked together. These are two students that really want to be able to do both. So they're both percussionists. Um, they practice. Half, half of one day with us, and then the other day that we rehearse, they're with us the whole time. And then when halftime rolls around, they run on the field, grab their drum, and start playing with us for halftime. Now, are they better musicians or better athletes? I, 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 I'm going to reserve comment on that. <laughs> All right. Sounds good, man. We'll look forward to hearing the band the rest of the show. Awesome. Thanks. Welcome back in the Dr. Christopher Monix High School Game Day. Mark Heim, Lee Shervanian, we're in Air Sports 1. We're on the campus of McGill Tulin Catholic High School. And for the uh, Mobile Arm Facial Surgery Game Day, as you pointed out, we got two McGill Tulin Yellow Jackets joining us in our studio, our traveling bus. And I'm going to let them introduce themselves first. And to my immediate right, go right ahead. My name is Will Miles. I'm a senior. I play tight end, and I wear number 15. My name is Trey Waters. I'm a senior. I play defensive end and outside linebacker, and I'm number 55. Guys, talk about the transition to the new coach. Was it difficult adjusting? Did it come easy? Why don't we start with you, Will? Well, the new coach this is probably, I think, if I remember it correctly, this is the third coach in my four years. And, um, so I was already pretty used to going from Coach Hill to Coach Joseph, but then Coach Joseph, Coach Faulkner. Coach Faulkner really brought the intensity, and uh, – it really shows on the field and how we uh, practice is really important to us and uh, it really makes all the difference in the world. Yeah, it's always tough getting used to a new coach, but Coach Faulkner's definitely brought it and you know, we know we're, what he expects of us. And Was the biggest adjustment the intensity part, playbook, or just what? Probably both. Um, the intensity definitely rose for sure, uh, but the playbook is definitely way more advanced as well. Not that Coach Joseph was bad, but um, 
It's a lot more plays. We had a few, like a few good plays with Coach, uh, Coach Joseph, but Coach Volner, we got. I I need more hands to count on. I don't well, this hands. is my fourth defensive coordinator I've had in four years. So. <laughs> okay. But um, Coach Buckhannon's a great coach. He's going to tell you. He's going to tell you how it is, and that's what you want in anything in life. So. All right, uh, we'll settle a, a little debate I was having last week. Uh, you guys were playing St. Michael's. I think it was about a third and fourteen or so. You got about fifteen. Referee said you were down at the one. Do you want to? Do you want to clarify that rule, or that that ruling there? Well, after reviewing the footage, my elbow <laughs> elbow was your elbow down, was guess. down. You know, I was upside down, elbow. Yeah. But For those without radio vision, he's he's demonstrating how he was actually had fallen down. So, all right. So the the official breaking news: the official got it right. The official got it right. How about that? Uh, Try to talk a little bit about the defense. What do you expect to see from Baldwin County tonight? The record doesn't indicate it, but they've been in some real dogfights. They've been in it to the very end on a couple of games, especially at home. They have. Baldwin County's got a good team, but I think last game defense wasn't really firing what they uh, what they should have been. Yeah. I think offense had a great game for us. I think this week we just we just got to bring it and do what we can do. Will, let's talk about your future after uh, this year's senior at McGill. Uh, what do you got planned? Well, I'm committed to go play at the U.S. Naval Academy currently, and uh, I'm super excited about the opportunity. It's a great school, number one public institution in the world, if I'm not mistaken. Well, and your parents don't have to pay, so no, that's another good not. thing, too. <laughs> uh, are you considering other offers? I mean, don't get me wrong, the Navy's big time, but, I mean, are you considering other offers? or? I have shut down my recruitment. I am 100% locked in on the Navy. That is fantastic. Have you enjoyed the Army-Navy game over the years? Is it? I have. I have. It's definitely one of those games. It's it's America's game, and uh, it doesn't get much better than that. Trey, you're down the road? I'm probably going to go to South Alabama and pursue a career in accounting. Football in the offering? Any chance for football? Maybe. I'm not sure yet. I haven't really had any offers yet. But have had text, but... Nothing, nothing really serious. All right, so uh, I, you know I'm going to ask you because Philip Murphy's going to be on a little bit later uh, in the show. Will also plays uh, basketball. Um, Mr. Waters over here hung up his high tops not too long ago. But you brought a different mentality to that basketball team. Tell everybody what it was all about. Well, we called ourselves the Bench Mafia, and um, <laughs> it was basically – cheerleaders for the basketball team okay but not in a cheerleader way it was more of a team chemistry kind of way it was um you know we'd have our little routines that we do a three-point routine a charge foul routine you know it really got the guys fired up and on the court you could see it it affected them very very much it was very it was well choreographed so i would encourage those that don't see Will Miles, the personality under that helmet, to come check out a basketball game, right? Trey, uh, talk a little bit about your development. Uh, what was it like? I know a lot of hoopla last week. Uh, you were playing a very formidable quarterback that could kind of throw it around, like uh, uh, throw it around a lot, actually. Uh, how different will Baldwin County's offense be to what you've seen last week and maybe earlier in the season? Um, Baldwin County runs a lot of jet sweeps. And, you know, they run the ball more than St. Michael's did. St. Michael's threw the ball a good bit. And um, so, Baldwin County, we're just going to stop the run game. Will, you play a number of positions on offense, right? Do you have a favorite position or you like uh, moving around? I enjoy tight end the most. 
You know, when I'm up underneath the line, I feel like I'm there with the other five of the linemen, and we we get to work, you know. We just get to work, get it done. What does uh, down the road at Navy, is that your position of choice? That is my position. I'm going to be playing tight end up at Navy. and uh, They don't throw the ball much, so you'll be doing blocking. Currently, they do not. But from what I've talked to, I don't mean to spill their seat. In movies, when someone at a party jumps into a pool fully dressed, everyone cheers them on and jumps in too. Just so you know, in real life parties, nobody jumps in after you. You just look stupid. Come on, jump in. Come on. Most party fouls are pretty dumb, but if you decide to drink and drive underage, you could lose your license and your freedom. Learn more at ultimatepartyfoul.org. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic. Okay, forest animals, kids are coming to the forest, and it's up to us to make their visit a good one. Sparrow, have you practiced the most popular bird songs for the year? Of course. Catchy. I like it. River, how's the temperature? It's a refreshing 52 degrees, man. I love it. Uh, Turtle. He's not here yet, man. Ugh. He's late every morning. Okay. Squirrel. The forest has been preparing just for you. To learn more about cool things to do in the forest, visit discovertheforest.org. Brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service and the Ad Council. This is the opening kickoff on the country's first FM all sports radio station, 105.5 FM, WNSP, and on the Sound of Mobile app. The latest sports, news, traffic, weather, and timely guests with Mark Heim, Lee Shervanian, and Michael Brauner. The opening kickoff. Opening kickoff. kickoff. Here are Mark, Lee, and Michael. to our Dr. Christopher Mullinex High School Game Day. Mark, I'm Lee Shervanian, Air Sports One. We are on the campus of McGill Toolin Catholic High School. Thanks, Mark. Headlines before we get to Paul Feinbaum. All four wild card series over in two games, each team sweeping. Rangers over the Rays will take on Baltimore. Twins beat Toronto. 
they'll be meeting Houston. Uh, the D-backs beat the Brewers. They will take on the Dodgers. And the Phillies win over the Marlins, gives them the Braves. All of the divisional series, best three out of five, begin on Saturday. Uh, Jacksonville State improves to 5-1 and one with their win over Middle Tennessee State. And we talked a lot this morning about Utah where each scholarship student athlete on that football team is now eligible to lease free of charge a 2024 Dodge Ram truck valued at $61,000. They're covered by insurance. And maybe we'll start with Mr. Paul Feinbaum on that. Paul, of course, with ESPN, SET, radio and TV broadcaster. Paul, welcome to WNSP's opening kickoff. Good morning. How are you today? Hey, Wade. What's up, guys? Well, that, that the Utah story just blew me away in kind of a funny way, looking at the fact that you may have uh, 85 trucks out on campus, uh, more than I've ever seen in any car lot. And I, I just wanted to get your take on this. And, you, you know, as Mark and I talk, it's everything against what we thought NIL was going to be. Well, that, that's true, but for the – 50th time, I'll say the truth here that the people that run college athletics allowed this to happen. They refused to. They refused to act. Uh, they opened the door. Pandora's box is over flooding uh, or overflowing. And quite frankly, Lee, uh, it's only going to get worse. Player, uh, we're, we're not that far away from a union here. Uh, we're not far away from legitimate professional sports. So uh, when you look at this and, and raise your eyebrows, just wait till tomorrow. So if they actually go ahead and form a union. Do they be considered, uh, let's say, the football players, are they considered employees of the university, so they're taxed and things like that that fall under that? Yeah, I mean, I think that's really the big issue. I mean, and, and by the way, I, I'm not saying that some smart lawyer can't figure out a way to work it where they get around that. But, I mean, that's really what, what the big movement is at the moment. And the courts are not going to help the NCAA. That, that's a fact. And. Um, I talked to a college president recently who said that they are all in fear right now of, of what's around the corner, uh, and the, the corner may be very soon. Paul, big games in Texas. Luckily, they don't uh, overlap, I don't think. you got Texas-Oklahoma at 11, 2.30, Alabama-Texas A&M. I saw where uh, Greg Sankey reportedly was going to the Texas-Oklahoma game. Which of the two do you think is the most important coming up on Saturday? Well, I think he is going to do that. We're speaking to him today about that, in fact, uh, on our program. And you know, he's, I think he's going to drop by the OU Texas game primarily just to, uh, you know, uh, you know, let everybody know that we're, we're 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 we can't wait for the meeting. We, the SEC, can't wait for the the two schools to come in. Uh, I think, from a national standpoint, the OU Texas game is slightly more important. Both are undefeated. And being in the Big 12 this year, uh, there's far more room for error. Where the, the Alabama-Texas A&M game, at least from a national standpoint, is an elimination game. Uh, and you know, we haven't really spent much time obsessing over it this week like we did two weeks ago with Ole Miss. But a loss by Alabama, uh, and in spite of whatever Coach Saban says afterwards, assuming that happens, uh, this will mean the third time in five years Alabama won't be in the playoffs. So there's a significant undertone to that game. Paul Feinbaum, our guest here on WNSP. Give him a follow on X at Feinbaum. All right, we saw Saban hulk out over the weekend. Old Saban reared his head. Uh, I think it's a good thing. I think it's a good thing moving forward. I think this team responded to it. Is it enough, though, to take care of business in College Station this weekend? 
Well, maybe. I mean, I think what Nick Saban is doing is like any uh, you know great singer who's you know playing a residency in Vegas, and <laughs> he tries a, he tries a few he tries a few new songs, and the audience starts yawning. So he goes to the the, the hits from the '60s, '70s, '80s, and '90s, and yeah. and that's what he did this week. He just against the the worst possible opponent, Mark. He uh, he pulled the greatest hits. Uh, uh, you know, hit, you know, one-hit wonders out of the out of the bag, and and the public liked it. Uh, and I, I I don't I'm not criticizing Saban because I, I I agree with you, but when he starts quoting Miss Terry, you better watch out. <laughs> All right, uh, defensively, I think this team is playing. Uh, I might even say championship caliber ball. Is the offense improving enough that it can score enough points this weekend? Well, I think ultimately that's the issue. Uh, I, had, I had a guest this week tell us first team to ten probably wins, um, and I, I, I have great concern about Alabama this game. I, I'm not quite all in on A and M though. I, I think you know. Let, let's be honest. Uh, who has A and M beaten, Mark? They've beaten Auburn uh, and and Arkansas. Those are hardly uh, vintage SEC teams this year. And, and yeah before somebody in the peanut gallery reminds me of what Auburn almost did, I'll respond, they almost did, but they didn't. So uh, that's where we are. Uh, I think A&M is, is ascending. I think their defense has come alive. Uh, they have a lot of talent on that team. This should not be a surprise in, in year 47 of uh, Jimbo Fisher's reclamation project, but I still like Alabama. Which team out there? And no matter what conference, do you think is playing the best right now today? Well, I think the experts, and, and I, I, I lean on them, uh, Lee, because I, I can't sit there when I'm traveling on, on, on Saturday and watch enough Pac-12 football to, 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 to give you a good answer. But everyone seems to really like Washington right now. Interesting, because I've also heard Texas, so I'm sure either or. And, of course, Washington has an electrifying quarterback who doesn't get much publicity, but he's obviously in the Heisman. Do you, do you, with you, you, the people you talk to, how is this uh, Jimbo Fisher Petrino thing working out? Is it clicking? It is. Uh, I was out there two weeks ago, and uh, everyone I talked to, which was like everyone you could talk to in College Station, uh, said that best uh, best they know, and I'm talking about people that work at the school. It's gone well, and and, and by the way, there's only been one bad day for for A and M, and it wasn't uh, it wasn't anything that happened on offense. I think the real questions came, you know, for Jimbo Fisher and Bobby Petrino were going to be what happens on a third and two against Alabama on the goal line, and, and they run the wrong play, and and the fans go crazy. That hasn't happened yet. This, I think this will be the real test for. For Bobby Petrino, uh, I I think this is the best team A and M uh, has played. I think uh, this game is 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 incredibly important. It's the best defense they will have seen. Uh, so all the things that they're doing and they're doing them well uh, under Max Johnson, who's the backup. Uh, you know, can you can you pull that off against uh, first round picks across the board on the Alabama defensive side of the ball? Uh, before we let you go, I got to ask you uh, Georgia Auburn game. How much of that is Georgia? Maybe not living up to expectations. How much of that is is Auburn exceeding expectations and playing well? Well, I think it's I think it's a little bit of both, but I think it's more Georgia, Mark. Uh, I mean, Georgia has no business playing like they are right now. Uh, you know, they are they are underwhelming everyone. Uh, they're playing down. 
they're, they're not uh, playing at, at a level. And, and, it, and why is that? Is it the schedule? I mean, it could be. Uh, they had a terrible schedule. Uh, maybe they were not motivated. Maybe all these off-field issues uh, finally caught up to them. Maybe, maybe we, maybe we're doing with Georgia what we've always done with Alabama, and that we just overvalue them. Uh, you know what happened last year and the year before don't matter. Carson Beck, I think, is a serviceable quarterback. Uh, I, I don't think he's yet to, ha- had to play to the level of of Stetson Bennett, but you know, I don't know what's complex. Uh, I mean, the three of us could, could, could coach that team to a victory. And what I mean by that is just throw the ball to Brock Bowers every time. Yeah, no, I, I get it. Hey, uh, Paul, we always appreciate it. So let me ask you this real quick before we let you go. Uh, if, if Georgia's playing down, you saw what happened to LSU against Ole Miss. Alabama took care of Ole Miss. What are you thinking right now as far as the SEC championship game? Is it Alabama and Georgia, and does Alabama take care of business based solely on what we've seen from Georgia at this point? Yeah, I mean, I think right now, uh, I mean, it's a foolish prediction before Saturday, but uh, if if what I'm I'm predicting this week comes true, then, yeah, I think it is Alabama and Georgia. And and then, uh, I don't know. I mean, we've seen that movie a couple of times before, and I think it's a little early to start matchupping that game. But I I think the winner – the winner Saturday is 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 got the ticket to, to Atlanta uh, for I mean you know A and M still has to deal with Ole Miss and, and and still has to go to Baton Rouge, but if you if they if they can pull this off Saturday then I think they're in good shape and, and quite frankly Alabama uh, you know has has the two toughest games of the year at home against LSU and Tennessee and uh, I, mean, I I don't know anybody who's high on LSU right now. Yeah. <laughs> hey, uh, always a pleasure, Paul. We appreciate the time, man. Have a great week, and we'll do it again soon. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Yep. All right, that's Paul Feinbaum, ladies and gentlemen. All right, we're going to get you scoreboard traffic and weather. It's our Dr. Chris from Onyx High School game day. Mark and Lee from Air Sports 1. We're on the campus of uh, McGill-Tulin Catholic High School. Stay with us. here from the NFL on Fox and you're listening to 105.5 WNST in Mobile. Dr. Christopher Monex, high school game day. Mark and Lee in Air Sports 1. We're on the campus of McGill Tool and Catholic High School. You know, when you talk about great teams, you, you look at things like consistency, um, year in and year out, they deliver. And I guess you could say the same thing about our team of the day, Bachelor Service. Consistency, over 50 years. They are the Daikin Comfort Pros, the largest maker of air conditioners in the world. They have this outstanding $79 tune-up special where they come to the home and service their heating and air conditioning system. Any information you need that I can't provide, give them a call at 476-4321 
or visit them on bachelorservice.com. I've told you many times they have generators in stock. They offer plumbing services. And like I said, when you look for a team of the day, you're looking at bachelor service because they've been in business for over 50 years, so I know they must be doing something right, which is the same thing I can say about Bill Griffin, the athletic director at McGill Toolland, who's how many years now, Bill? That I've been the athletic director? Yeah. I've been since uh, 2010. All right. Um, from an overview of how the teams are doing so far this fall. Well, we're uh, we're every everybody's uh, you know competing right now. We got all of our uh, fall sports, uh, our cross country teams competing every week and uh, doing well. Uh, our swimming team uh, the same. Um, of course, our uh, volleyball team has uh, clinched the area. and We'll have area tournament next uh, week. And then the Super Regionals and all that. I believe you got Kate Wood coming on uh, later in the show. Um, and then uh, we added a new sport this year, flag, girls flag football. And that's a brand new one for us. And uh, uh, we're we're above 500 there. Uh, we started out 4-0. We've, we've dropped a couple of games since then. But, uh, um, you know, that's, that's new and different for us. And then, you know, of course, our football is really starting to come on in and improve a whole lot right now what was the turnout for flag football we had <laughs> kind of funny i put out a uh, uh an interest survey to begin with would you be interested in uh, in adding us i didn't say are you interested in playing but i uh, had about a hundred girls in the school said that they would be interested in adding it and then we had over 40 uh, come to the meeting and sign up. So obviously we actually had to have cuts for flag football. Wow. Uh, before we continue, again, I want to thank our sponsors for the game day here at McGill Toolin, uh, Ken Morgan, our good friend at Allstate Agent, David Green and the Green and Phillips Injury Law Firm, the Orthopedic Group, Board International Trucks, LNS Air Conditioning, Rich's Car Wash, uh, Greer's Marketing Cash Saver. My gosh, they've been in business now for 108 years. They're family-owned, fifth generation, operated by family. And their phrase is, Greer's got it, we guarantee it. Also want to thank Huntington Learning Center. All right, when reclassification, do you see any changes for McGill coming down the road? Not not in the fall sports. I think we'll stay exactly where we are in fall. I don't know about the spring or winter sports yet, but uh, I think we're, as, as far as enrollment numbers, we'll stay 6A. Now, we do have some people uh, like our um, volleyball team that plays in 7A because of the competitive balance role that they put on private schools in the HSAA. Bill. But I, I don't anticipate that any of that's going to change for us. McGill Athletic Director Bill Griffin. Bill, are you dreading NIL if it comes to Alabama? Oh, uh, that's that's the worst thing for high school athletics. Uh, I just don't think that that's uh, – I don't even think it's good for college athletics, to tell you the truth, the way it's uh, structured. But um, you start um, – it, it would have to – the HSA handbook as it stands now – would have to be totally rewritten in terms of the amateur rule, in terms of recruiting, um, is to pay uh, kids and then to come and play. Their parents are going to get involved and all that kind of stuff. And then you have boosters that are given money, and then uh, that kid underperforms. Do they want their money back? And then it's, it's just, uh, I think it's it's a box that that once it's opened, it's, it's, it's just not going to be a a good situation um, all around. But in, and it's coming sooner rather than later. I mean, what do you think in the next two or three years? 
Based on Georgia, now Florida are doing the yeah, proposal? Yeah, when, when, the, when your big football states were holding out, I think you could say it could have been pushed back longer and longer. But once the, uh, the bigger traditional football high school states start allowing it, yeah. then it's, it, it's just that, that stone rolling down the hill. Yeah. Hey, man, we appreciate you coming by. It's always good to see you. Thanks appreciate for having Appreciate y'all being here. Yeah. We, uh, you know, we always like giving you a hard time. That's okay. I get that. You get that a lot as part of the job description? Yeah, that is. Well, we uh, thanks for uh, having us. And, uh, oh, tickets tonight, GoFan? GoFan. At at Baldwin County, correct? Yes. Well, you can actually go on the McGill site. They link us to uh, to purchase that ticket. All right. Well, thank you so much for stopping by. Welcome back into our Dr. Christopher Monix High School Game Day. Mark and Lee broadcasting in Air Sports One. We're on the campus of McGill Tool and Catholic High School. number of people have made this possible. want to thank Coastal Alabama Community College for coming aboard. Ward International Trucks. David Morris and QB Country always got a vested interest in high school sports. Thank you for coming aboard in the Mobile County Sheriff's Department. Also, want to thank uh, Tim Adams over at Khalifi, Betzel, and Adams. Uh, Renee Barre over at Shipyard Supply, and Pepperhuff and the folks at C&H Construction, and, of course, the fine folks here at McGill Tool and High School. Thank you guys for supporting what we do here on WNSP, and a reminder to support the folks that support your kids. All right, uh, Dex Imaging presents now Eli Gold, the voice of the Crimson Tide. Eli, welcome to our opening kickoff this Thursday morning. You doing okay? I am doing well. How uh, how does McKill, McKill Tulin do? Are they going to have a good season this year or not? Well, they're in the mix. They started off slow, but they reeled off three straight, and they're playing a Thursday night game tonight, a big region game. So uh, things are coming along. Good, good. I've heard about them, of course, over the years. I, I, I don't follow the Mobile High School picture that closely, but that's one of the names that certainly stands out year after year. Uh, of course, you're associated with Alabama football, NASCAR. Did you ever call high school games in the state? I did. I did a few. When I first got here back, uh, you know, it seems umpteen years ago now, it's it's probably got to be uh, 40 years or close to it when I first uh, got here. And I did a few games up here in the Birmingham area, but uh, not that many. But uh, I did do a few back in the day. I worked with... Uh, uh, a number of different, um, you know, Tandy Geralds was uh, was a color man of mine back uh, in the day. And, uh, but so, yes, I, I've done some, but I, I've not done much. All right, as you watch Alabama, Texas A&M, just give us your thoughts on what you'll be looking for, what you're hoping for, and, of course, you know, the excitement surrounding this game, which some are saying could be an elimination game for the SEC championship. Yeah. It could be. It's very, very possible. Um, I, I'm, I'm looking for the line play. Uh, that's going to be a big, big part of what takes place uh, come come Saturday. Um, how well Johnson can play, what kind of pressure he'll be under as uh, the quarterback, <coughs> excuse me, for the Aggies. The other thing is uh, – you know how well Alabama can execute and 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 play and and play well in the different elements. You know the Tide showed a great second half against 
Mississippi State last Saturday, but let's be very honest here, Mississippi State and Texas A&M are not necessarily in the same uh, in, in the same league. They are, but they're not, if you know what I'm saying. So uh, it, it's going to be a tough ball game, but uh, yeah, the, the, you know, you got to keep Anaya Smith in check. Uh, here's a guy who, uh, you know, has such such talent and ability for uh, the Aggies. So it, it's not going to be easy. And yes, this is definitely uh, uh, a step towards uh, what the goals are for all of these teams uh, this Saturday. Saturday's game is going to be a, um, a, a a major step in that direction for whichever team is able to uh, pull off the W. You know, we often talk about home field advantage, obviously very prevalent in college. Even though you're not making the trip this week, you've been there before. How does yeah. that field uh, down there in Bryan, Texas, uh, is that with the, I guess they see, I've heard over 100,000 now. Uh, is yes. this a huge home field uh, advantage for the Aggies? It is. It, you know, the whole weekend, it's it's a little bit different. Uh, it's, a, it's a lot different, actually, uh, compared to some other cities in which you play games. You know, here's a, a, a school that has a, a military uh, flavor to, you, uh, to it. You know, the... Uh, the Corps of Cadets come marching in. Uh, they have yell practice, uh, as, as you know. We would think it'd be you know called cheering and what have you. They have yell practice at midnight on Friday night. So you know everybody shows up at the stadium and 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 the, all the students and the and and the cadets and everybody they they go over there routine for the next day and uh, you don't see that at, on you know you don't see that on us at midnight on a on a Friday night to Saturday morning in Tuscaloosa uh, it's a it's a different atmosphere but it's a great atmosphere it really is uh, it, it's something out of the ordinary which is nice to see but uh, yeah they take everything very very seriously there all the way from their world-famous brisket that you can get in College Station all the way to, uh, you know, just the, the fact that they're within shouting distance of Houston and they've got the NFL right there in the shadow of their backyard. It's a, it's a, it's a whole different uh, atmosphere in College Station, but it really is very, very unique, and it's, it's kind of cool, to be quite honest with you. Eli, share your thoughts. Obviously, you, you know, you, you follow Alabama very closely, but around the SEC, anything that's really caught your attention with some of the teams, good or bad? Uh, I, I can't say <clears throat> that I, I noticed anything out of the ordinary. Uh, I, I was kind of, you know, curious how some of the lesser, if you would, one of the less, some of the lesser teams were going to do. What would Vanderbilt look like? What would Mizzou look like? And so on. But uh, uh, to say that anything has necessarily stopped me in my tracks, uh, I really can't. You know, come there has been some. There have been some interesting performances individually. You know, we're talking about A and M. I mean, here's. Uh, you know, here's Johnson coming in at quarterback, taking over, and, uh, you know, at times, at times, looking like his daddy. 
and I'm not comparing them necessarily, but, uh, you know, it's tough to come in as a young quarterback and take over uh, because of injury and, and do well. Uh, but, no, to say that there's been anything that's necessarily stopped me in my tracks, uh, I don't know if I can come up with something immediately right now. Well, you mentioned Vanderbilt. Two of their better players from last year are helping teams elsewhere. McAllister with yeah. Auburn and that running back Ray Davis had an unbelievable day for Kentucky, so they certainly yeah. miss them. Something you do know and have a very good insight to is Dex Imaging. Share some thoughts on Dex. Dex Imaging is a quality company, uh, and that's all I need to say. You know, I like, I, I, I do a lot of business. I conduct business out of my home. My office is here, and I don't have time to mess around and, you know, want to push the button and it doesn't work, whatever it is. It, in this case, it is a, a business machine. You've got to push the button and get it done because you've got to move on to your next project. I'm working on the pep rally for next week in addition to preparing for the broadcasts and so on. You don't have time to waste, at least I don't, and that's why I love Dex Imaging. Something goes wrong, which rarely it does, very rarely, but if it does, they're there to fix it. You need copier ink, toner as they call it. They've got it to you before you even know it. You'll open the door and there's the guy from UPS or FedEx, and he's delivering new ink toner cartridges to you before you even knew you needed them. They're that good. They keep you in business. And that's what I like, but I'm sure that's what you like for your business as well. Trust me, when you need business machines, anything to do with that area of work, you'll never do better than DEX, D-E-X, Dex Imaging, DexImaging.com. If you're a sports fan, you know that they support everything in your community. Why not deal with a company that you can trust and that tries to make life a little easier for you? Dex Imaging. That's D-E-X, DexImaging.com. Eli, we appreciate the time as always, sir. Have a great week. We'll be in touch. All right, gentlemen. Take care. Have a good one. Getting reports, by the way, I-65 northbound is a parking lot that is from one of our listeners. Um, don't have any other information. If I have any, I will try to pass it along to you guys. All right, when we come back, we are uh, scheduled to be joined by uh, Kate Wood, the volleyball coach here at McGill-Tulin Catholic High School. That's where we are on location in Air Sports 1. It's our Dr. Christopher Monix High School game day. We'll talk a little baseball in hour number three with Blake Stein, former major leaguer. And uh, Philip Murphy, the basketball coach here, coming off back-to-back -back Final Four trips, will join us as well. Carlton Marshall going to be honored by Troy coming up. We will have him on with us at 8.30. So let's wrap up our number two next right here on the sports station WNSP. I'm Laura Rutledge with ESPN. You're listening to WNSP 105.5. Keep it right here for the best sports information in Mobile. The opening kickoff continues on WNSP, and it's time to highlight the cars of the week with David McCrary at LCM Motor Cars in Theodore. David McCrary, LCM Motorcars, LCMMotorcars.com, joins us here on WNSP. It's another week, so I can only imagine, man, a new shipment of inventory is in. 
We've got a ton of vehicles. We bought some really nice stuff this week, and I was just trying to get a count on what we have. We've got over 15 trucks on the ground, and I'm talking about everything from 2021 uh, Silverado to um, F-250s, um, 3,500 LTZ Chevrolet Dooleys, um, well over 20 SUVs, small to large, and then cars, too. I didn't even get a chance to count the cars. It's too quick. All right, so plenty of inventory, and you guys do financing right there on the lot. Everything that we've got on the lot can be financed. Um, most everything we've got can be done with a little or no money down. Um, as long as you can prove your income, uh, we're 99% of the time good to go. All right, so it sounds like there's nothing but air and opportunity to get out to LCM Motorcars. What's the best time to come, and where are you guys located? We're on Highway 90 at Plantation in Theodore. It's exit 15A, one mile south of I-10. You can give us a call at 251-375-0068. Go to the website, lcmmotorcars.com, and check us out. Hey, David, we appreciate it. I don't know if you saw what was going on in Utah, though. I don't know if you want to get into the NIL business, but there's a dealership out there providing uh, $6 million worth of trucks to every athlete out there, every scholarship athlete. What do you think? I can't afford athletes. <laughs> yeah, you and me I got both. Two kids in college. I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we appreciate everything you do, man. We'll be in touch. Thank you so much. Have a good day, bud. Yep. That's Dave McCrary, LCM Motorcars, lcmmotorcars.com. Go check out the website. They put all their inventory up on the site, so you can check it out before you even step out on the uh, on the facility over there. And, of course, um, they, uh, they're on Facebook constantly updating on social media as well. Is that the, uh, the, the Utah car dealership with uh, Ken Garth and the uh, yeah. 85 scholarship? Is that the most publicized? I'd say the biggest. That's like a $6 million deal, as you pointed out. Is that the most we've seen on any one let's say, individual through their – I know everything comes through the collectors and everything, but I can't – I was trying to remember if anybody else has come out publicly and stated that, uh, you know, this, this is what we're doing for the uh, student-athlete. Now, there, obviously, there's athletes, I'm sure, getting more money individually. But, but as to a, see a as collective a thing, yeah, for a whole team. Now, I know Miami, I think they were – they had the offensive linemen involved in something, but I remember a whole 85 scholarship team being uh, – let's say, rewarded with, with free trucks. Yeah. Uh, I, I want to say, didn't, like, BYU's offensive linemen, I think, yeah, but this, I mean, that pales in comparison. There are a lot of, in, like you said, there are a lot of individuals that are making bank on individual deals that supersede this, but I'm trying to think of the, the, the whole team cashing in. Yeah, and then, okay, and, and the part of the deal is that if you lose your scholarship or drop it, you lose your truck. So think some athletes will think twice, number one, about transferring, and number two, about quitting football? Um, I, yeah, I mean, but I what guess if they're so, like, What if they're injured? Like, there's lots of cases of players that are hurt and can't play, but I think they stay on scholarship. I think. Oh yeah, I mean, I'd be red shirt and get that medical, get that medical red shirt too. Get a couple extra years in that vehicle. That's sure. right. Yeah, save you save six or seven years. You're well set with a vehicle at least but, for that long. But to your point though, like the whole, if you give a mouse a cookie, he's going to want a glass of milk, right? So you give the kid the truck, you give him the insurance. Now they're going to be complaining about there's no there's no money to put gas in the truck, like. Oh, don't they get a gas card too? Uh, do they? I no, I, I don't know that for a fact. Uh, I, I you might I'm assuming not. Sounds like that. Maybe, what? But the collectors could go and maybe work out a deal with a gas station. 
Yeah, and then you know, then you get the oil change. Maybe you get the free. Maybe you get the free service sure. at, the, at the dealership. So, uh, yeah, I think that's. Uh, I think there's some there's some possibilities there in the NIL world. Sure. Well, it'd be interesting to see now. And like I said, we were joking around a little bit about this with Nick Saban having car dealerships. Uh, would maybe one of his dealerships step up? And of course, they they deal in Mercedes, and I don't know if they want 85 Mercedes out there you know, running around and, and so forth. But, again, I would suspect that eventually we're going to see something else like this where they take care of the whole team. You know, with, with only the scholarship athletes getting the vehicles, it adds a whole new definition to the term walk-on. You get it? Because they don't have a ride, they have to walk. Come on, Lee. I get it. <laughs> Thank you. So Nick this is what we can look forward. just to laugh at his own joke. Yeah, really. Is this what we look forward to in the afternoon show today? Probably. Yeah. So in but in three years, four years, we're gonna look back at this and think about like how minimal, like this is all small potatoes. Like how big does this actually get? If you can get these huge corporations Here's and companies thing to buy in on this stuff. What happens and I'm sure I say I'm sure you got to believe that somebody will nick one up or there'll be kind of a dent or something or kind of a, you know, a fender bender. To, are they taking care? Are they responsible for that? I guess they're covered by they're insurance. They're getting insurance, yeah. Yeah, but I mean. It's going to be like Demolition that. Derby out there. They're get those guys. Well, they return these trucks like in four. Now, I know what will happen is it's these car dealerships can sell these. Uh, yeah. Say, hey, so quarterback so-and-so drove this truck or something like that. And, you know, now it's a, a pre-owned vehicle. And you can drive a, a, a truck that one of the Utah football players drove so maybe we're i'm not sure there's that, that much. i mean yes i think they're hoping on it but i can't imagine the star power for a utah football yeah. player in that in any area is is that such that i'm trying to decide which kind of car i'm gonna get i'm gonna go, oh give me that one right well, there because lee shervanian the quarterback throw or cameron rising who's not even playing this year yeah what's the benefit to the dealership well, number one, thing. there's that ego of you know helping the university. Sure. I'm sure there's some perks coming their way. Uh, I specifically don't know the details of the contract, yeah. but they you you got to believe that either the guy is just so ego-minded that he's so into the program. And you know this, Nick, that there's so many people out there that have money to spend that want to, you know, benefit. You know, they feel a part of the program, uh, invited to uh, cocktail parties, uh, practices, things like that. Uh, as far as the financial benefit, I couldn't answer that. I don't know how detailed this is. Uh, by the way, while we have a minute, I do want to point out that uh – our good friend Michael Bronner back at the studio, um, he and a bunch of his friends were called out by Evan Neal yesterday. So uh, I don't know I don't know if that makes you feel special, Bronner, but Evan Neal uh, wanted to call you and all the hot dog and hamburger flippers out for being so critical of his performance. Maybe he should get better at his job before he's flipping hot dogs and hamburgers. So do, do so it's warranted, do you think, that anybody that's critical of us or, or – on this show or in the afternoon, that 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 criticism is warranted. If we were as bad at our jobs as Evan Neal is at our, at his job, we would not be doing our jobs anymore. Michael, <laughs> would you put Evan Neal in the same category <laughs> as Trent Richardson? Ah. Uh, and I don't mean to knock Trent because I. I know his career didn't take off, you know. They, but to see what they did, you know, they traded so many players to to move up in the draft. Neil, of course, they didn't, you know, they didn't have to move up, 
But Trent was like, uh, you know, what, third pick or something like that? But they had to give up a lot to get him. It's hard to compare. I mean, Trent, obviously, Trent was a quote-unquote superstar at Alabama. It's, so was Evan Neal, but he was also a tackle. So I think people were more excited about Trent Richardson going into the NFL than Evan Neal. But I don't think anyone expected Evan Neal to be bad. So uh, it is what it is. It's a bummer. Well, they they misfired on him. I mean, this happens, though. I mean, I've, I've seen, I don't know how far back you go with the draft, but I remember a, a second pick from Michigan State, was it Mandovich or something like that? Big lineman, can't miss, missed badly. Hardly played at all. Didn't, yeah, it happens. Didn't, didn't do the job at all. I mean, the, so worst, I, the worst part of it is that in his little rant, he, like, called Giants fans, quote-unquote, fair-weather fans. I mean, this is an organization that's been one of the biggest dumpster fires in the league, really in, in sports, over the better part of the last decade. And, you know, they still fill the stands every week. They still, like, they, if there's an organization right now that deserves to boo the team, they've lost 64-3 to in their two home games. I mean. There are two other organizations that three. fall into that, the Bears and Washington. Great fan bases, tough to get tickets for. You have to wait years to get on the ticket list. But yet, as you pointed out, programs that have really been irrelevant over the last uh, 10 years or so. Yeah, horrible ownership is the common denominator with all three. Well, normally when you have horrible ownership, it changes. For, the Giants have been pretty stable, you know, with the Maras owning mm. the team and so forth. Now, they have changed coaches a lot. And and to me, like, organizations that show consistency stay with the same coach. You, if you have a bad year, you stay with them. You try to build up. But the Bears changing coaches. Now, I think Washington's okay with Rivera. The Giants, hey, their coach was coach of the year last year. Yeah, now people are calling for him to, to be, be fired. fired. To be fired. I'll and tell you another organization that's uh, been struggling as of late. It's that one that's owned by the macaroni and cheese guy. Mm. It's not the same I think guy. they also have only scored like three points. Mm. They're, they're kind of similar to the Giants in a way. Mm. Yeah. So basically, what I, <laughs> <laughs> so what I've uh, so what I've gathered is, you listeners out there that feel if we're not playing up to par, you have the right to be incredibly critical. If, if you had to work in food, in the food industry, would you do hot dogs and hamburgers? I think I'd want to work at uh, a Mexican restaurant. No. No. Bring out that hot sizzling fajita plate. No, that those plates are heavy, man. They are. That's work. You don't want to work there. You a hot dog or a hamburger guy? Generally, I'm a hamburger, but who doesn't like an occasional hot dog? I'm sitting next to the guy. I, I knew it as soon as I asked the question. <laughs> Lee, not a fan of the glizzy? What about a turkey dog? Would you go turkey dog, Lee? Oh, you know, absolutely not. It's, it's healthy. What about, a, what about a, like a sausage? Keep, you know, you can keep firing stuff like that. <laughs> I will continue to say no, no, no. What about uh, okay? So wait, if you don't, if you're so adamant about not liking hot dogs, that leads me to believe. I mean, did you have a bad experience with a hot dog? Not really. No. When I was a youngster, I'd go to games, ate them all the time. Just not into it. When, these when days. was that last? What? Yeah. Hot what dog? happened? <laughs> <laughs> the last hot dog. What was the last hot dog you ate? I couldn't even begin to remember. All right. So if it was the only thing left, <laughs> but how about this? And you were famished. Like, would you? This? Would you do it? How about would you this, eat it? Though? Years ago, when I don't know, maybe it was you, Nick, impersonating me. 
and stole my identity and said something on what, Facebook or whatever that they, they saw me up in Atlanta eating a hot dog. So I'm at a function in Mobile, and some guy came up to me and says, was that really you in Atlanta eating a hot dog? I said, no, I wasn't in Atlanta, and I wasn't eating a hot dog. What, what, does how, about, how about corn dog? Oh, I've never even eaten. Are you a corn more dog. offended never by the, eaten a corn Are you dog? more offended by the fact that someone thought you were in Atlanta, or that you would be seen eating a hot dog? That's what I was offended by eating a hot dog. Guys, we're gonna get video. He'll be in a in his little corner cubicle, like snacking. No photo shoots. Yeah. I'm gonna Photoshop no him just eating a hot dog. No photo shoots anymore. Hey, Kay Wood just walked in. Hi, Kay. We're gonna talk to her when we come back. We'll talk some baseball with Blake Stein as well. Uh, Carlton Marshall scheduled to join us by phone at 8.30. He's being honored by Troy. We'll give you all the details on that. we got some fried deliciousness. This is the opening kickoff on the country's first FM all-sports radio station, 105.5 FM, WNSP, and on the Sound of Mobile app. The latest sports, news, traffic, weather, and timely guests with Mark Heim, Lee Shervanian, and Michael Brauner. The opening kickoff. kickoff. Here are Mark, Lee, and Michael. All right, 8.05, welcome in, hour number three. Thanks for hanging with us on this special Dr. Christopher Monix High School Game Day Thursday edition. That's right, Mark Heim, Lee Trevanian, we're in Air Sports 1. We are on the campus of McGill Toolan Catholic High School. All right, before we get to our guests here in Air Sports 1, a couple of quick headlines. The brooms were out in full force in Major League Baseball. All four wild card matchups were two-game sweeps. We'll talk about that a little later with Blake Stein. Uh, Jacksonville Boo. State ups its record. What was that for? Oh, you heard that, that? You? I thought that was just in my no, head. No, that was uh, very nasty. Oh. You like the Giant fans or something? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, the SEC has fined Ole Miss $75,000 for fans throwing debris onto the field, added to the $100,000 fine levied against Ole Miss for storming the field. And Troy has sent out an announcement that they're going to honor Carlton Marshall, McGill to an alum, November 2nd. He will join us in about 30 minutes, Mark. All right, so we are here at McGill Toolan Catholic High School, and joining us now in Air Sports One is the volleyball coach, uh, Kate Wood. Good morning, Coach. Good morning. Let me turn on the right mic there. How are you? I'm doing great. Uh, all right, so tell, bring us up to speed. You guys have, have secured area. We have. Again. 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 So what's the uh, prospects looking like? How's the season going? Uh, we have been a little bit up and a little bit down. Uh, sometimes when you uh, come in as the uh, reigning state champion, not sometimes, always. Your people are coming for you. Right. Um, so we've had some some knocks. We've had a hard week. Uh, dropped dropped to Bayside. Dropped to St. Paul's uh, Tuesday night. But we're hoping to get back on track tonight versus St. Michael. And uh, and I, I don't hate where we are, but we definitely gotta up our uh, our mental toughness. So. I've always said that the hardest thing for any high school coach to deal with in any sport is getting those players to buy in. Yes. The second thing I would say is the hardest is after having a highly successful season the year before is to re kind of reset that. How much of an issue is that? Although I got to believe you've had plenty of experience with that. Yeah. I mean, you know, you don't know it until you're in it and you feel it. Um, and I also think that high school kids tend to gloss over all the hard stuff is what I remind them of. There was nothing easy about last season. It was really hard, yeah. and then we got hot and did really well at the end. And I just keep trying to remind them, you know, there, I've got eight returners, and I think it's hard for a high school brain to think, oh, but it was just so easy. And it wasn't like, right. no, you guys, do you remember how miserable, how hard it was? 
and they, they kind of giggle and they're like, yeah, that's right. But it's, it is difficult for the seven new girls to understand what that feels like and when you're really getting pushed, how to push back. Um, and so we're, we're working on that, on our resilience and just um, how, to, how to fight back. So as we look down the road, and of course championships are coming up there in, in Birmingham, uh, of all the teams you've seen right now, Kate, which, which school has the strongest team in this area? And maybe look ahead to maybe, you know, is Bayside capable of winning another championship? Yeah. Is McGill capable of winning a championship? Absolutely. Um, you know, uh, in 6A, uh, Bayside, uh, Spanish Fort, Mountain Brook, uh, are all very strong. I think they've all competed really hard against each other this year. Um, in 7A, Bob Jones has been the team to beat um, from Huntsville, so they're up north. Uh, they're definitely the team to beat. And then uh, St. Paul's is really coming on strong. She had a strong showing at a tournament in Birmingham a couple weeks ago. They, they played well, um, and I think they're feeling really hot right now. And then we absolutely have the physicality to make a run, we just got to put our pieces together. I'm going to go off the rails on this. Okay. Were you ever involved in beach volleyball? I, w I am not. I am. I love to watch beach volleyball. I'm very um, impressed with the way those women move in the sand. Um, but I have and not there are only two of them, There's right? only two, two of them. That's amazing to me. I and the, re the really cool thing, too, about beach volleyball is really high uh, problem solving. So as a coach, you're not you're only allowed to coach at certain times in beach volleyball and in juniors it's almost none at all. How so, important is it in the volleyball that you coach in to have somebody who gets a lot of those kills over the net and bash it? Um I think it's probably one of the most important things to be able to bash it. <laughs> Slam dunk, the slammer. The slam dunk, yeah. Yep, yeah. Yep, yep, yep. We're all over it here on WNSP. All right, to that point. It's a highly technical term. Right, right. We only Fashion. use technical terms here. Uh, Anna Grace Sparks, obviously yep. tremendous. Yeah. Right? So uh, you mentioned eight returning. Tell us about it. Give, give us a couple of the girls, key contributors, ones that you're going to be leaning on heavy moving forward. I, I, I really, you know, our six seniors are, are huge. Uh, just their, their leadership um, and to be able to um, – Calm, calm the minds of the younger kids is going to be really important. Chelsea Daffin is our captain, and, and she's really working hard to be that calming force. Uh, Laura Boykin is our Energizer Bunny. Uh, she gets people going. Uh, same with Mamie Fromdahl. Uh, Emma Moore, uh, the Auburn commit. She's super physical, and uh, when she gets going, we are really tough to beat. Um, and, uh, you know, we, we, are, we are just... We rely on on all of our kids in different ways, but definitely that senior group is important. Well, Kate, thank you so much for stopping by. Tell everybody again when the next one is. Tonight. Tonight. St. Michael. Here or there? Here. All right. Uh, people, uh, what time does it start? Well, there you go, 530. There you go. Football's not to seven. H how about that? You can make see, both. See you there. Yeah. All right. Hey, uh, thank you so much. Thanks. Best of luck moving forward. Appreciate it. That's uh, Kate Wood, the uh, coach of the Dirty Dozen. They're in action tonight here at the Portier Center. Next up. The one, the only. Look, we try to get you the best guests possible, and when they're not available, we get Blake Stein, who joins us here in Air Sports One. And it's always a joy to come in here and listen to Mark be quiet for the next 10, 15 minutes. Yeah, I'm taking a break. Y'all need anything from the captain? I'm going I'm to I'm go. Blake, in the uh, game yesterday with the Twins and Toronto, uh, Schneider, the manager, came out and immediately 
drew criticism on the air from the broadcasters for taking out Berrios in the fourth inning. He, as you know, he walked one guy. He'd only thrown 47 pitches. I wanted to get your take on that, first of all. Well, it, it, it's the way baseball is now in the major leagues. It's, it's incredible that um, they feel as though they can't allow a, a pitcher to, to get through a situation. Um, in, it, there's no more of we're going to ride this guy for 100, 120 pitches, see what we can get out of him, and then go to our pen if we need to. Um, it's like the first first sign of adversity, uh, they're going to the bullpen, or even not even adversity. They might get through five innings, and they say, oh, well, they're coming through the third time through the lineup. We don't want them to face them a third time. And then they're taking pitchers out. And um, It's not the way that I like to see it. I love to watch starters go out and, and watch them compete. And, and then you know once they get to a point in the game where it's crucial, um, but the fourth inning, I, I don't see that, that being, a, being that time. They hadn't touched him either. Right. I mean, the guy was mowing him down. But here's the thing, though. Would it have mattered, and in fairness to Schneider, if you don't score, it doesn't matter who you pitch, right? Sure. Because you, you, they only had what, what? They were shut out. They had one run with all those sluggers, and then, of course, Guerrero getting picked off at second base right. killed the rally. That, and, I mean, you look at some fundamental stuff. Uh, the other night in the Phillies game, Wheeler not covering first base. Uh, cost him his shutout. Cost him from being, I thought he had a chance to throw a complete game. He only had, I think, 70-something pitches at the time, 80 pitches in the seventh inning. And so uh, it, it's just, I think that that's what's great about playoff baseball is the you really get exposed when you don't do the small things, the little things, the, the bunning, the getting guys over, the covering bases, the base running, all that stuff really comes to, to light. You know, I was very disappointed, though, that none of them went to a third game. I'm looking forward to a third game today. Of, of the four sweeps, did any of them really surprise you? Um, I thought Tampa was going to do a little more, um, but they, they didn't. Um, I always thought that they were, were going to be there. but um, Speaking, no. Before I forget, speaking yeah. of Tampa, as a ballpark, we talk about football, home court, advantage, home field. Is that? Do you think that impacts a team in a playoff when you only have less than 20,000? And I, and I can relate to what Minnesota, the 38,000 screaming from pitch one. Do you think that really had an effect on Tampa? Well, I think a big crowd has more of an effect on the visiting team. Um, so when they're up there and it gets loud in a, in a big situation, that might have more of an impact. But um, but for not to have fans there cheering, I don't think that has as much of an impact on the home team. Um, I think the fans actually have a bigger impact on the visiting team when they're there and they're loud and they're involved. All right, I got to ask you about this pitching wise because I'm I, I guess it's it's my nature, but I'm very concerned about the Braves. Go, and first of all, the team I did not want to see them face is Philadelphia. All right, <laughs> now they go in there with really. As far as I know, just one established starter in Strider. I don't know about Freed. Morton's out. I don't know about Kyle Wright. What What's your analysis of their starting pitching? Well, I think that if you're gonna if you're gonna get to the World Series and even compete for the World Series, you've got to have pitching. Um, and I think that's been shown almost year after year that you can have one of the best hitting lineups in baseball. <clears throat> and if you don't have pitching, you're not going to win. Um, and so that is a concern, but. What they've done this, this year offensively is pretty historic. It's it's impressive. So maybe they can carry that on through the playoffs. I doubt it, though, because you look at the score so far. Most of the games have been kind of low scoring, and there have not been a lot of home runs. Now, there have been exceptions to that, but for the most part, there have not been a lot of home runs. And after Strider, where do the Braves go? Elder didn't finish up strong. Morton's out. Freed, I don't know about. It's, it's going to be kind of a, a bullpen by committee at that point. Um, and so... 
that really wears on a pitching staff, especially if you're doing that game two um, in a five-game series. And so, um, you know, and I think the reason the runs were down is because there were sweeps. I think if you would have gotten to a third game, you get to that third starter and you start to, to see a little more offense. But if um, I, I think that if, if teams are in control, you might see some of these uh, aces coming out early. Uh, so that they can bring them back on early rest. Um, and so that might be something that happens. If you had a vote, who would you vote for NL MVP? Acuna, Betts, Strom, uh, Betts, or Freeman, or Olsen? I, I'd give it to Acuna. I think what he did this year was, was incredible. Um, you know, both hitting and, and base running. And so, um, you know, defensively, he's not a liability out there either. So. I think that the numbers that he's put up this year, he's warranted the MVP. Why do you think there's been so many stolen bases? It almost looks too easy now. Is it? And I'm wondering myself, is it because the bases are a little bit bigger? No, I don't think it's because the bases are bigger. I think that the pitch clock has a lot to do with it. I think that, that base runners now can kind of get an idea of when pitchers are pitching. Um, and if that pitch clock gets down to close to one, they know they can get a bigger jump. Um, I think that that's been part of it. Um, and so and I think that with, with hitters not being able to call a timeout or pitchers being able to step off and, and the game having to continue, it kind of gets them more into a, um, you know, a more fluid thing where they can and steal bases. So you had a question or two for me? I got, yeah, I was going to ask you a trivia, and if you win, you get a hot dog. <laughs> I like it. All right, let's All right. I'll pass it Here on we to go. Mark. All right. We got like 60 seconds, so let it roll. Only player in Major League history to hit a walk-off inside the park grand slam. Regular season or postseason? I'm not sure. <laughs> but it's only been one time. A walk-off. Inside the park, Grand Slam. Yeah, I'm going to have to pass. I don't know. Roberto Clemente. Really? Yep. Oh, wow. And they're and they're taking nominees for the Roberto Clemente Award. Yep, so you don't get a hot dog on no, that one. That's All good. Right, quickly. Here we go. Last Second one. one. Which major league player has broken up a no-hitter with a home run 81 times? 81 times? 81 times. That I can't answer either. Ricky Henderson, he let off the game 81 times with a home run. Oh, very good. How that, about that? I, I could use that one. That's right. That's right. <laughs> when did Clemente hit this inside the park? I, I'd have to look slam. it up. I don't know what game it was, but uh, my son and I were talking baseball the other day, and, and um, we were talking about obscure um, yeah, that's records, great. and so those were a couple we I once up. saw Adam Lynn hit an inside the park grand slammer at a JAG game. Nice. Hey, Blake, we appreciate it, man. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Blake Stein, ladies and gentlemen, you're listening to WNSP. Stay with us. Hi, this is Blake Stein, former Spring Hill Badger and Kansas City Royal, and you're listening to WNSP Sports Radio. Coach here at McGill Tulin, uh, Philip Murphy. Coach, what's shaking? Good morning, guys. All right, so uh, practice getting ready to get started. Uh, you're coming off back-to-back Final Four appearances. No pressure. <laughs> <laughs> There's really no pressure when you graduated 17 guys uh, in two years and you're returning no starters. So, yeah, uh, yeah we've got our uh, work cut out for us this year. Uh, so talk, tell us a little bit about the makeup of this year's team. You Clearly, it's going to have a different look. Yeah, clearly it's going to have a different look. Uh, like I said, uh, we don't return any starters. Um, you know, we we really have four guys with decent varsity experience. Um, uh, different makeup of the team. We're really we've got a lot of length. Uh, so you know, I think uh, I think you'll see that kind of play into our game plan as as we move into this season, trying to use that length a little bit. But uh, like I said, we've uh, we we've got our work cut out for us. Uh, uh, the challenge is in front of us. We have a high standard and. 
and uh, we're going to try to hit that standard just like we do every year. We just talked to Kate Wood about it, and I mentioned the two hardest things for any high school sport or any coach in high school athletics is, one, to get guys to, to get your team to buy into what you're doing. The second thing is having to reset after a successful year and understanding that you're starting at ground zero. How, you've had some experience with both. How difficult is it to get these guys to say, look, this isn't easy just because we've done it the last two years. It's, it's hard. Yeah, well, I, I mean, and I even look back, you know, further at, at, at uh, the incredible run that, that we've had over the last 12 years. Uh, and, and I think that over time, our guys, even the last two Final Four teams, had trouble understanding what it took for those guys before to get to that point. Um, you know, I think a lot of times they just assume, hey, we're we're going to get there. Those All these teams before us have done this and that, and uh, it's going to be easy, and it's just going to happen. And uh, winning at any level is very difficult, and advancing in playoffs at any level is very difficult. So um, that's what we kind of explain to these guys, explain to them that they're going to have their own identity. Uh, they're going to be different than the teams before them, but uh, they're going to have to put in the work just like they did to get there. And then, you know, hopefully a little luck in the end, uh, we're able to uh, advance and give ourselves a chance. All right. In the past, uh, with the great teams you've had, you've scheduled a lot of out-of-state games and big-time tournaments. Are you toning down or are you still going to take that route? Uh, we're toning down in terms of travel. I don't think we're turning, uh, 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 you know, we're dodging any other competition as we're staying local. But uh, we're playing some really good teams. Uh, Daphne's bringing in some uh, out-of-town teams. Some Final Four teams, some uh, uh, Elite Eight teams to their pre-Christmas tournament. Uh, the Gulf Coast Classic at Spring Hill uh, College uh, will have some challenging teams uh, in it as well. We're playing uh, Hoover, uh, who is no question the best team, not only in the state. I'm not so sure they're not one of the best teams in the southeast. I mean, they are an absolute machine. Um, we play them at uh, Coastal Alabama South December 15th. So. Yeah, we've toned down the travel, but uh, we're still getting the same good competition. Are you sharing some of your players with football? In other words, are they involved with football before you get them? Yeah, we have three guys that are on the football field, but uh, this is probably the most pre-football uh, guys I've had on the roster uh, that I can remember. I mean, we've got 11 guys uh, to start the season that we're repping with. So uh, I think we'll be a little ahead in terms of um, – uh, cleanness and what we're what we're doing and trying to execute um, but like I said we're inexperienced we're we're young to a degree uh, and so uh, all the time we'll need all the time we can get to be the team that we want to be coach uh, have a spark and a smile man thanks for uh, coming by we appreciate it. when does practice officially start practice officially starts on October 16th oh so we're almost there almost there finally yep. hey coach appreciate it man thanks all right, for stopping thank you by. guys all right, it's uh, 8:28. Speaking of McGill basketball and McGill football, former McGill star Carlton Marshall going to be honored by Troy coming up. He's going to join us next by phone. We're at Air Sports One. It's the Dr. Christopher Monex High School game day from McGill Tool and Catholic High School. Stay with us right here on the Sports Station WNSP.
Chick-fil-A <laughs> I could eat there seven times a day Where the people laugh and children play Oh, I'm in love with Chick-fil-A all right, ladies and gentlemen, 8.32 here, our Dr. Chris Ramon, next high school game day. You hear the music, that can only mean one thing, time for some fried deliciousness. Lee, what do you have for the final? All right, place? in the American League game yesterday, the Tampa Rays, who lost 7-1, to one, they had been shut out 33 innings in postseason straight, consecutive 33 innings without a run. They scored in that 34th inning. They fell one shy of the record. Name the major league team that once went 34 innings without scoring a run in postseason baseball. Uh, while you guys are doing that, I uh, want to thank the following folks to making our trip here to McGill Tool Impossible this week. Uh, Tim Adams over at Khalifi Betzel and Adams, thank you very much. The fine folks over at C&H Construction, thank you to Pepper Huff. And, of course, Renee Barre over at Shipyard Supply. want to thank McGill Tulin High School for coming aboard as well. And, of course, David Morris over at QB Country, a huge proponent of high school athletics, Mobile County Sheriff's Department. I want to thank Coastal Alabama Community College and Ward International Trucks. Please support those that support your kids. November 2nd, mark it down on your calendar. It's a Thursday. Troy is hosting South Alabama. During the day... And leading up to the game, and during the game, McGill Toon alum Carlton Marshall is going to be honored. In fact, there are many things surrounding this, and we're going to talk to him in just a second. But to the first 578 people who attend, they get a poster size of Carlton because that symbolizes his 578 tackles. Carlton, good morning. How are you, my friend? I'm great. How are you doing? Thank you for having me. So if you had got more tackles, there'd be more posters given out, correct? <laughs> yes, sir. I would think so. <laughs> Let's have some fun. Okay. Uh, first of all, tell our listeners what you're doing right now. I know you tried to catch on with the Canadian Football League team. How did that go? No, it was a nice, you know, my time being there, you know, getting to get a new feel of things, you know, seeing how football is played over there. You know, the rules are definitely different. It was some rules that... You know, I've never heard of, especially on special teams. But, you know, it was nice to, you know, go over there, you know, get my feet wet, see how it was, you know, playing ball over there. And, you know, it was nice for the time being. Do you still hope, harbor hope of maybe playing some professional football, or have you given that up? Oh, of course. I still have hope. I have a lot more I can give to this game, you know, even if it's, you know, on the field as a player or on the field as a coach. So, you know, hey, football is going to be with me forever. I made a mistake. It's it's not 578. It's 5,780 fans. My my bad. That's who. That's how many you're going to get the posters. I apologize for that. Okay. So what are you doing right now at Troy? Uh, right now, I'm uh, currently pursuing my master's in strategic communications, and you know, help, while I'm here, you know, helping out the linebackers, helping coach, you know, giving them some pointers, you know, just being on the sideline with those guys, helping them out throughout the season. All right, I mentioned there's a number of things going on during your day. You're going to lead the team out there. There's an autograph session, but there's something else. Since we got into that topic of burgers. Uh, something at the concession stand the celebration will include an all-american burger available at concessions featuring two patties cheese bacon and more thanks to you and your collaboration can you give us the background 
Ooh, yes, sir. Um, they actually told me a few days ago about the American burger. I was going to let, I said I have to let you know about what I want to put on it. But I have some things in mind. I think everybody's going to be surprised. But, yeah, I think, <laughs> I think you need to try it, of course. So, you're not, you give us a little sneak peek now. I mean, I mean, a lot of meat and a lot of cheese. I mean, that sounds like a winner to start off with. What, how are we putting the Carlton spin on this? Uh, I'm, I'm probably, well, I'm definitely going to throw some bacon on there. Uh, <laughs> a lot of people may not know, but you know, I, I'll give you give you the side scoop, uh, the, a fried egg possibly with some grilled onions, and yeah, it'll be a lot more. So that's just a uh, that's just a little hint of it. All right, all right. Okay, so it, do you feel like when you go back, are you going to feel like the old guy? Like all these guys got to look like little pups now when you go out to practice and help them out, right? <laughs> well, I felt like the old guy my last play, my last year playing football, <laughs> even uh, playing South Alabama. One of the receivers, I believe, Lacey, uh, we were talking, and I remember him growing up, and I, I was like, man, how old are you? He was like, yeah, I'm, I'm 19. I was like, yep. I feel like the old guy, really, I'm out here guarding that 19-year-old. But, yeah, just coming back, helping those guys, you know, that it just feels so great to me, you know, just really to give back because, you know, what Troy has done for me. And just being around them kind of, you know, gives me a little energy. What do you miss most about the college game? The college game? Uh, that's, I would say... No, it's nothing like really Saturdays. Saturdays at the vet, honestly. You know, here at Memorial, Veteran Memorial Stadium, you know, I would say the energy is unmatched. You know, the fans are going to be there with you. And just, you know, being with the team, honestly, the camaraderie, you know, knowing all the guys. You know, I got, you know, I say 100 other brothers on the team that, you know, that we just play for each other. So I think that's what really I missed about it. Carlton, you know we're broadcasting today from McGill Tulin. Think back to your days in McGill Tulin. Is there a game that stands out or a play that stands out? Or if you were writing a book, there'd be a chapter about it? A chapter about it, I would say, uh, well, definitely I could write a book, you know, from sophomore year to my our senior year, of course. Sophomore year, you know, it wasn't our best year. We went four and six. But coming back our junior year, we get the state championship. And that entire year was a roller coaster ride, just being, you know, everybody doubting McGill, saying hey, they they were four and six last year, no one's going to worry about them, and I believe every game was a dogfight. And then senior coming into senior year, we knew um, with the team we had, there was a, it was no stopping us. Honestly, you know, had Bubba, B, uh, Brandon Hinton, Larry Rambert, Marlon Williams, Jalen Tolbert. Matthew Radislovich on defense, Trey Young on defense, Joe Sider, Trey Bendolph. Yeah, I could go on on and on about that team, but, yeah, I could definitely write a book about from my sophomore year all the way up until my senior. Who was the better Marshall as a football player, you or Phillip? Oh, me and my brother, Philbert. <laughs> I... A lot of people like to say, yeah, uh, who, who's the better? I say, Carlton, you're better, your brother's better. But, you know, hey, I got to give credit where credit is due. I got to tip my hat. My brother is definitely, he's better than I was, most definitely. Well, the more important question is who wasn't better. The more important question is who's the better, who's the better looking of the two? 
Ooh, I, I, I take that title every day. <laughs> See, there you go. That's what, I'm, that, that's what I thought. There you go. Confident. That's what we like about linebackers. Carlton, oh, you're yeah, working man. with – I'm sorry. You're, you're, I believe you're coaching with the – or doing something with Troy football. What is that? What are you doing? Oh, no, helping out with the linebackers. You know, they uh, – well, my coach, Coach John Summerall, said, hey, you know, you can come help out and everything while you're getting your master's make you assistant linebackers coach. You know, you out there just uh, giving some guys a pointers, helping Coach Polk out, you know, just being on this side of uh, this side of the turf, I would say, you know, just learning from a coach's perspective. You know, I'm learning so much more about the game. You see why coaches are like they are. You know, you start to understand ball a little bit more, and that's really what it's all about, being a student of the game. Carlton, we really appreciate it. Is it just coinkydink, by the way, that uh, Troy has decided to do this for the South Alabama game? Nah, I think this might have been planned, but <laughs> hey, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm actually I'm glad it's on this day. <laughs> yeah. Um, hey, congratulations, man. We always enjoy having you on the show. We appreciate the time and uh, enjoy the day. Uh, best of luck moving forward. We look forward to doing it again real soon. Yes, sir. Sounds good. Thank you. That's Carl Marshall, ladies and gentlemen, here on WNSP. We appreciate him uh, coming aboard. Yeah, and again, I apologize for that mistake, leaving that zero out on the number of posters. It's 5,780, not 578 to the fans coming out. All right, uh, many thanks to uh, Dr. Christopher Mullenix and uh, Mobile Oral and Facial Surgery. They are our title sponsor here at McGill tomorrow at Faith Academy and throughout this outstanding year we've been on the road and certainly look forward to going out on Fridays and sometimes on Thursdays. Uh, Dr. Mullenix and Dr. Wallander, outstanding oral surgeons, they're available for you, no referral needed, same day appointments are available. If you have a catastrophe that you need some oral surgery or teeth gets knocked out, you're in an accident or maybe in an athletic event, you give them a call at 471-3381. That's 471-3381. They're located at 715 Downtown or Boulevard. You will not be disappointed, and I speak from experience, having been there many, many times, a very professional staff, very personable staff, and they get you in and they get you out. And the next day, for me at least, with my dental implants, no pain and very little discomfort. All right, so want to let you know here while well, we got a minute, we, we have a final segment, but our Dr. Chris Ramonix High School game day travels do not end here this week. Uh, obviously, McGill is at Baldwin County tonight. Tomorrow, we are headed to West Mobile for uh, Faith Academy. We're going to go head out there and check out what's going on there. It's been a minute since we've been out there, so we're looking forward to going out to Faith Academy tomorrow. Yeah, and uh, we'll be joined by uh, the athletic director, Woody Head, also Jack French, the uh, Head coach, and I'm also pleased to announce, uh, and, and this helped, this came out this week, that our guest in the eight o'clock hour is going to be Jennifer Hale. Jennifer covered the Saints game last week. I understand she's going to be in New York for Fox TV Sports uh, this coming weekend, so we'll be able to talk some NFL football with uh, Jennifer, a Faith Academy alum. All right, so one final segment here, and I want to remind you on Monday, our Monday morning quarterback takes us to. Baumhauer's Victory Grill at the Shops of Bel Air. So, uh, yeah, we are out of the studio more than we are in it these days. That's a good thing. We enjoy being out in the community. So, one final segment. Stay with us. It's our Dr. Chris Ramonix High School game day from McGill Tulin Catholic High School right here on the sports station, WNSP and WNSP.com.
My name is David Palmer, and I'm on WNFC 105.5. segment of the day again want to thank the fine folks here at mcgill tool and catholic high school for having us out always a good time in air sports one a reminder we will be out at uh, faith academy tomorrow i was all in with uh carlton's burger until he got to the fried egg i knew that was going to be a turnoff for you actually i actually a fried egg on a burger pretty tasty I, I've, I've done that before. Now, where I don't, what I don't need is the onions. The, the, I've said I'm this okay before, onions. and I will continue to say it. The only thing an onion is good for is frying it and putting it in a circle. That is it. That is the one and only thing onions no, are good for. That's not true. It's the most universal uh, vegetable. It's great for seasoning things. Have you have you guys ever been to the <laughs> hibachi places? You know where they you, you sit around and then they get the fire the going. Onion volcano. Yeah, yeah have I've you been, been there? there? Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I, I go. I've quite been to a, a homecoming now. dance. That's where they always go. I feel. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're you're out to let's, look. Uh, let's. Have you uh, been there? I'm assuming that dance was a few years ago. I mean, it wasn't recently, right? <laughs> yeah. Okay. A while okay. Back. Yeah. Okay. I haven't eaten hibachi since then. I don't think. Yeah. Well, when I go out there to the hibachi. The first thing I tell them is, because you know how they put the vegetables on and then they put the rice. I said, everything's fine, but when you do my rice, keep the egg out of it. Right. I get special rice, no eggs. Special rice. Is that what he calls it? Yeah. Bring out the special rice for Lee. And they do it. They don't. They don't put the egg in it. Do they? Uh, I'm telling you, you probably have a menu item at every restaurant you go to. Probably. Named after you. Give me the Shervanian. Yeah. Special rice, no egg. Give me the Lili. <laughs> Lili, table four. Lili. Yeah, that's good stuff. Oh, I had it made Sunday. Uh-oh. I went in there, and I said, all I want to do is make sure you have the Saints game on. And they did. And I was the only one at the table <laughs> with Barbara, and I'm facing the TV, and people are coming by and saying, hey, you're watching the Saints game. How come you get this this privilege like that? I said, well, I asked them. Is it a restaurant Wait, that generally doesn't no have TV? Can no one else see the TV? Like, we're, what's it in well, you, have to, you can see it, but if you have your back to it, I don't know if you've been to the, the place I went to on, on uh, Cody, but, like, at times, if you're seating at some of these sabachi uh, places where they have the guy come out and get the flames going, you got your back to the TV, but I made sure we got a situation where I'm facing it because I wanted to watch the Saints in Tampa. I kind of wish I didn't now, but, but I did. And the missus was watching the game too. Oh, look at that! And, and then they the took away all the plates that would have been, I guess they seat about eight or not, oh no, eight to ten people. Sure. So they took away all the other plates, and it was just the two of us. Just the two of us. How romantic! We can make it if we fry. Just the two of us. You and I. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't know we had a karaoke session going here. Yeah. But I guess what's we your did. go-to karaoke, Lee? There is none. If you had to, like, if you had the choice of eating a hot dog or doing karaoke, what you doing? Karaoke. What's the karaoke song? Born to Run. Born to Run would be one, or Take It Easy by the Eagles. And you would sing now. Having a song you like is different than a exactly. song you choose You're for right. karaoke. Exactly. You're right. Take Take It Easy would be. It's a lot easier to sing than Born to Run. What about you, Nick? What are you going to on the karaoke? Uh, I nor- normally go How to Love by Lil Wayne. <laughs> uh, I like that one. 
Uh, sometimes I'll do a little purple rain. Wow. Sometimes if I'm really got a couple drinks in me, I'll do uh, Somebody to Love by Queen and try <laughs> to really get those high notes. <laughs> I'm going uh, Young MC, Bust a Move. It's mm-hmm. usually my go-to. I'll do uh, um, Friends in Low Places. Sure. Depends on the crowd. Yeah, depends on what the crowd wants. What do you got planned this afternoon? What do I have planned this afternoon? I will probably go to... As far uh, as the show is... The show, I'm not talking about you. The show, from 3 to 6, final drive. Well, you know, it's the Gulf Coast Auto Tech Titan Tiger Report, so, you know, we got to hit that. Um, I think we're going to talk 49ers a little bit. Um, and you know, you never know uh, what the st- what stories might pop up that need to cover between now and then that you guys will cover tomorrow morning. Yeah. I feel like that's code for, I don't know what we're going to do, but I'm sure something will pop up. It's improv. Yeah. You're Kinda not, like not going to break down the Chicago-Washington game tonight? Um... Yeah, it, it'll probably be a I'm bad teasing, game. Of course. You got I, the. Oh. I wouldn't waste a second on that game. Wow. Well, guys, tomorrow. Don't you feel anything about that? <laughs> Guess we're well, not the only, talking the football only, tomorrow. No, is it, and Michael back in the studio knows this. If the Bears lose another one again, you never know what might happen with the head coach. So are we cheering. We're cheering for a Bears loss just for a little anarchy. Yes. Wow. Welcome to my world, Lee. Yes. You don't have to cheer. It won't matter. Oh. The voice of reason just came over they the did. headset. For those who didn't see, I had my air quotes out. Hmm. What's your choice, karaoke, Michael? Ooh, good question. Maybe like Come Sail Away by Sticks. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That's a fine choice, sir. Here's the question I have, though. I have never done karaoke. Never. I'm assuming you guys have. Can't keep up with the words. Probably. Can't read them. <laughs> yeah. What about you? You've done it? Need your glasses? Multiple times, yes. It's been a minute, but Where yes. do you go here in town for karaoke? Uh, they, they do a nice karaoke night at the Alchemy Tavern. I'll do it there. Sometimes they used to do it at the Voodoo Wings. Um, actually, one time I went out to Voodoo Wings with some people. We all played rock, paper, scissors, and whoever lost every time. Or lost. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> they would have to go and do the karaoke. And it was all three of us, and we sat there, rock, paper, scissors. We all uh, tied. So we all sang Lean On Me together. And then one person went up there by themselves. They filmed it, put it on their Instagram page, and they were so embarrassed by it, they had to contact them afterward and get them to remove it off their page. Wow. Well, there's a ringing endorsement if I ever, ever heard one. Yeah. So but I haven't done it in a while. When we were up in Nashville, uh, one of my friends that lives up in Tennessee, he did uh, karaoke. Michael was there. It was uh, it was not great. I thought it was good. Oh, it was fun. Look, hey, Michael, was... Michael, let's be honest. Did it stink? No, it didn't stink. It didn't he stink. He did uh, Beverly Hills. Yeah. He had more courage than I. But I'll tell you sure. this. In Nashville, they do karaoke different. You have to pay to do it because I guess everyone thinks that there's someone going to sign the uh... record label in the crowd. And there was a... Uh, some blonde chick up there singing um, some Radiohead song. Oh, I think it was Creep. Okay. And Michael was, uh, man, he looked like a cartoon wolf with, like, the eyes popping out. You know what I'm That's saying? That's not true. <laughs> that is not true. Table started kind of leaning over a little bit. 
And she was bad, too. <laughs> Just objectively a bad singer. Oh, that type bad. Michael, I you meant like Michael, Michael Jackson before bad. we leave, no. before we leave in a minute or two, say something nice about somebody today. It's not going to be Nick. Well, I agree with you there, but say something nice about anybody. You're getting you Lee, in trouble, Michael. Lee, That's I, what's happening. Yeah, Nick's going to get me in trouble. But, uh, Lee, I think you've had a really good show today. Thank you. And all right, well, can you can you say something nice about somebody that's true? <laughs> I enjoyed the Carlton Marshall segment. He's a there fine you young man. If you if you had a chance to go one on one with Evan Neal today, what would you ask him? I would probably oh, I go around like him. And I'd trenches. probably go around him and sack the quarterback. <laughs> I would ask him. Uh, I would ask him how he likes his burger done. <laughs> <laughs> that, that actually would be really that funny. Be good. That would be good. Uh, Lee, you're looking comfy. I am. This is very comfortable here. It's a lot more comfortable than in studio. because yeah, I can stretch you out. You would think that Lee would be more cash, yeah. like in private. No, when yeah. we're out in public, man, that dude just throws those feet up there on the. That's right. And lanes back, and you know that the, the knees, you know, wear down working out every day. I got to give him some rest. Yeah. The I'm special fine. days are when he takes off the shoes. Those you, are the special uh, days here. You up the gym after you leave here. Absolutely. You, you know, you know me. I'll, I'll be, be at the I'll gym. be going to. I'm gonna go do a killer leg day. Where? To oh. where I can't walk at the end of it yeah but you have to go to the studio and and work yeah. with Corey. i know see I, I i like crave the uh the pain of and like uh is that just me do any of you guys like after you work out like and your muscles are sore no. you like that feeling right no i i don't i all i do is the treadmill i don't uh, do the stuff you do i don't lift weights or anything like that you ever go on the bike lee yes oh, i have done that i can't ride a bike anymore I uh, had a, a bike accident. seat. And there's a bike seat story coming. I just know I it. Had a, um, well, the doctor described it as this. <laughs> Between your legs, there's two apples. Right. Both those apples have stems. They hang from the stems. Right. My apple stem got, like, twisted around the apple uh, from riding a stationary bike. And now I'm very fearful to get on a bike ever again. So you had a to rotten apple. My apples. You had a rotten apple. I did have a rotten yeah. apple. But there's cures. So I got an apple. There's cures. There's, you got another one. What's the problem? I mean, I yeah, think. I don't know. I don't, I don't want to assume anything with Nick. <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, okay. So when we hear so these. So they were red apples for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Macintosh, yeah, one, uh, Macintosh, or, or, uh, yeah, Gala, Gala, yeah, yeah, yeah. Honey right. Crisp, Smith. <laughs> All uh, right, good stuff. Do you have this much fun in your afternoon show? Yeah, uh, we have a blast. We um, so were convincing talking about uh, Die Hard yesterday. Mm. One of our guests started screaming at his Alexa in the middle of that. an interview. That was funny. Yeah. Well, I, I have a good time no matter who I talk to and where I'm at. Well, don't forget to promote the Bears Washington on WNSP tonight at 7. All okay. right. Put that in the promo that's going to be running all day. That's it for us. We're out. See you tomorrow at 6. See ya.